Welcome to the newest episode of the Needless Things Podcast, where we talk about toys, movies, music, and all manner of pop culture dorkery. I am your host, Phantom Troublemaker, and I feel like I just did this. Uh, that Beastie Boys episode from last week was a, a big one for me. It was something I felt was very special. Uh, I put a lot of effort into it. If you haven't listened to it, please do go back and listen to episode 136. And uh, give me your feedback. Share your Beastie Boys stories. And maybe we'll do that again. I I think there's a lot more to cover on that topic. So we are headlong into the holidays now. I am done. Uh, I'm thoroughly enjoying the holidays. I'm listening to Christmas music in the car. I'm looking at my Christmas tree right now. Uh, it's got big googly eyes on it, covered in ornaments, covered in beautiful lights. Upstairs, we've got a smaller, more modest tree in the front window. Uh, got the lights outside on the house. I'm I'm loving it, but I'm done shopping-wise. That's right. Everybody that I'm buying a gift for, your gift is bought. It's boughtened. Christmas. Boom. I don't know what's going on, people, because I'm tired. i got to go into three days of work tomorrow. I got a lot done today. Let me tell you this. So today I get up and I go to the dentist. I've been getting, I've been doing this thing lately. Some of you may do it, uh, where I get up early in the morning, like sometime between seven and nine, which for me on a day off is early. Now on a work day, I get up at three 30 in the morning. So that's a whole other thing. But on a day off, I, I don't typically get up that early, but I've been doing it lately and I like it. Because I get stuff done. But today I had to get up early because I had to be at the dentist this morning to get the, uh, you all know the story of the mouth guard uh, and the grinding teeth, the expensive mouth guard, the incredible back dislocation pain from biting dents into the mouth guard. Uh, So I went to the dentist this morning to get the thing buffed out, smoothed out, whatever. I get to the dentist. uh, I sit for a moment and I realize I've left my phone at home. Because after I go to the dentist, uh, since I had to leave the house today, I was like, I'm going to get a bunch of stuff done at once. I had to go to the dentist, so I was like, I am going to take our old Comcast HD DVR boxes to the Comcast store and get those snazzy new X1 boxes. Because one of my coworkers was putting this thing over to me like crazy, talking uh, about the the voice command was actually really cool. Uh, But what sold me on it when he was telling me this was the new menus. Because the old interface, if you've got an old uh, Comcast HD DVR with the old menu where the guide is pops up in some specific color and you have to search and it's horrible terrible and he's telling me that the x1 system has a new digital menu that like you zip right through it's it's like any other streaming service and that sold me on it so i had to unhook my cable boxes and pack them up and put them in the car to go to the dentist and I had a lot of problems unplugging the one down here in the Phantom Zone, so I took my phone out and used the flashlight on it. I uh, got to the dentist office, and I realized I'd left my phone under the piece of furniture that the media stand the, where the plugs are. So I didn't have my phone with me in the dentist office. And I don't know about you, but I can't handle reality anymore. I can't just sit quietly with my thoughts for a few minutes now. Uh, so I was like, oh, shit. 
what do I do? Do I turn around and go get my phone and just be late for the appointment? Uh, which, of course, is insane. And I didn't really entertain that thought. I wasn't going to do that. But uh, I, I was dismayed for a moment. And then I was like, what What do you, you, you child, sit and think? Have thoughts. And I did. I sat and I had thoughts. I thought about uh, just enjoying the season, enjoying my family, uh, stuff we've got coming up. Uh, and then very quickly they called me back buffed out my mouth guard i was in and out of there in if it was half an hour uh i'm surprised i don't even know that it took that long and i had a pleasant conversation with my dentist who's a very cool guy uh the hygienist was great or i don't even know that she was a hygienist she was the one that buffed out the mouth guard uh the lady up at the de- ladies up at the desk are always great they love me i got some new chapstick which is a big deal for me it's not chapstick oh i try not to do that i'm really big on using uh I don't like to say chapstick or Kleenex or Coke. I like to say uh, lip balm or tissues or soda. I try not to use the brand name, even though, you know, we've all kind of accepted that that's what you're talking about. But I, I like to use the, the title of the product or object as opposed to using a brand name. So anyway, I got some lip balm because they have this badass lip balm up there that has really nice flavors. It lasts all night. I put it on before I go to bed. It lasts all night. Anyway. Shook me up with like three new lip balms and uh, came back home, got my phone because, yes, I was able to sit for, for five to ten minutes quietly with my own thoughts. But I did. I wasn't going to be able to figure out how to get to the Comcast store without my phone. Go to the Comcast store and a lady, as soon as I pull into the parking spot, I turned to look at the front of the store and a lady's walking in with papers in her hand. And I was like, oh, shit, this is going to take forever. Because the last time I went to a Comcast store was years ago, and it was a dingy, nasty place with just piles of product behind this dirty-ass counter. There were, like, two people working, and one of them was hiding in the back. And it was just, it, it was it was like a Saturday Night Live sketch. It was so bad. I walked into this place. It's bright. It's clean. They've got, like, 15 different work stations a lady's up at the door she says sir just a moment i'll be right with you and i'll take that equipment from you and uh immediately uh, here you go what do you want to do i want to get new stuff cool i'll check this stuff in uh this young lady will take you back to station number two and we'll get you hooked up the young lady said okay here's all you need you need one x1 box one satellite box and oh i'm looking here it looks like you've got an older modem do you want a new modem here you go here's a new modem Boop, 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 boop. All right, you're all set. She puts all this stuff in this fancy Xfinity bag, like tote bag thing, the sort that you pay, you know, what, two bucks or whatever for at Target or Kroger or whatever, and she carries it to the door for me. I'm 6'4", you know, 260, 70, big guy, at the, the height of my weight at the moment, and this little tiny girl carries this bag to the front door for me opens the door and hands me the bag and i said you guys have been absolutely wonderful today thank you so much she said no thank you and i said merry christmas and i normally i do say happy holidays because not everybody does the christmas thing but i was just so elated i was like wow this is amazing i was in and out of there in like 15 minutes so put all that stuff in the car run over to target get a couple of things from target uh stop by walgreens on the way back home and pick up the Marvel Legends, it's the Jim Lee-style Punisher, but it comes with a head that doesn't have that stupid headband on it. 40% off, got it for 12 bucks. well worth it for that. Uh, got home, 
and hooked everything up and and just had a very productive day. I did some other stuff too, but that was the the thing I want to get across is if you've got Comcast but you have not upgraded to the Xfinity X1 boxes yet, do it. It's incredible. Uh dude dude at work was right for once. Uh and don't be afraid to go to your dentist. Be pals with your dentist if you can. Okay, so before we get into today's show, which is all about the comic book TV shows, Supergirl, Arrow, Flash, Gotham, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Legends of Tomorrow, uh, with me and Ryan talking about that stuff. Before we get into that, I want to tell you once again that the holidays are coming. Not everybody is done with their shopping like I am. And if you're not done with your shopping, please go to needlessthingssite.com. Click on that big old Amazon box up on the top right. Now, there's some product suggestions in there that are probably geared towards you. If you want to buy that stuff, that's cool. If you don't want to buy that stuff, you can still click on anything in that box. And once you get to Amazon, go buy whatever you want. And Needless Things gets a little bit of a kickback for your purchase. It doesn't cost you any extra. All it takes is that one extra page. Go to Needless Things before you go to Amazon. And uh, you'll be helping us out. And it's a great way to do it because Amazon gives me a credit that I can then use for things for the show, things for the game show, whatever the case may be. It it keeps me from taking that money that needs to go to hosting and whatever else and using it for other stuff. So go to needlessthingsite.com, click on that Amazon box, and then once you're on Amazon from there, go do your shopping. And that's all I can ask right now. Uh, also, go check out supportphantom.com, but I'm not. I'm just not pushing that as hard during the holidays right now because Amazon is the easiest thing you can do. It's, it's it's so easy, guys. Just do it. All right. Now it is time to sit down and talk to our head of research, Ryan Schweck, about what's happening in the world of comic books on television. We've gotten to the midseason breaks. We had to record this before last night's Legends of Tomorrow midseason finale, so we don't know what happened there. But uh, my guess is everybody was uh, fucking stupid. That's my guess. We'll find out. Uh, maybe we'll come back and talk about it after the beginning of the year. Probably not. Oh, and also, Westworld is done. It was fantastic. It was insane. It was lovely. It was wonderful. If you didn't watch it, you need to watch it. And if you've got the new X1 box from Comcast, it'll make it super easy. And no, they're not paying me to say that. They should be. All right, guys. Enjoy me and Ryan talking about comic books on TV. start with Supergirl, since that's the first of our superhero shows that comes on. I, I was definitely concerned that it was going to the CW because it was kind of the bright shining example of the superhero shows, and I was afraid going over there it would get a little more grim and miserable because, as we'll discuss shortly here, uh, even the brightest and most fun superheroes can be turned that way by the CW. <laughs> They're turning Archie into a dark right. show. Uh, CW. <laughs> but I think for the most part, it's been just as good. I haven't noticed any differences really in the production values. Like it's still, as a matter of fact, I would say they're a little crazier, a little more exotic stuff than what was over there. Yeah, I think the base looks a lot better. That cave was 
dumb. It was like, lame. I get it, but I like the new base. Um, I really liked the week one. They, I mean, it wasn't a great explanation, but they went ahead and got Jimmy and win that romantic triangle that didn't really work in the first season. Yeah. They just kind of waved that away. Like, eh, and then we're done with that. And they moved on. I was like, eh, good enough. I was uh, yeah. Fine. And, and they did that, that with a few things. You know, they, they handled cat, you know, fairly well. Uh, and I do miss her. But I, I get it. I was under the impression she's going to show up every once in a while, though. So, like, I don't think she's gone 100%. I think every once in a while she may pop back in is what I heard. Right. She might She might be back for the for the return in January or something like that, like, from time to time. Uh, but yeah. but it, she, was, she was definitely a strong regular presence on the show. But I do appreciate that they didn't just try and stick somebody else, like, make someone else the same character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm liking um, Snapper Car. I think that's funny. Yeah, that yeah he's, he's you know kind of an asshole, and he's got a good role on it. You know, Jimmy. I think they're struggling to figure out, or they were, what to do with Jimmy because they made him the runner of Catco for some weird reason. Like, sure, you are the photographer now. Run this multi-billion-dollar company. Like, okay, and I, the I Guardian thing is. Eh. I, I think James Olson is the worst. I, I just can't stand him. I hate the Guardian thing. Um, I don't. I, I don't like his character. I don't like anything they do with him. He's just a drag every time yeah. he's on the screen. Yeah, this Guardian stuff is not great, and especially like if you're going to have Cadmus, then Cadmus is supposed to have their superhero, which is Guardian. So I thought that was kind of odd. They went off that way. Yeah, but, and I mean it's you know it's not like it has to stay a hundred percent true, but there's just no reason for James Olsen to be the guardian. Right. It, it's just nonsense. Yeah, I mean, he didn't he didn't need to be. Not every show has to be a team show in that way. Yeah, and it does feel like they're kind of doing that. Like all the CW shows are so centered around like where this is Team Arrow and Team Flash and that right. Team Supergirl. Yeah, it doesn't really need to be that. Um, but the other great addition was Superman. Like, yes, what they did with Superman, the WB movie version or division should be hanging their heads in shame at like <laughs> how good Supergirl did and how shitty their Superman is. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, and it's cost- not. Henry, I, I want to make it clear, it's not Henry Cavill's fault. No, I think no, he does a good job with what he's Henry got. Mm-hmm. But everything, the costume is better. You know, he's. They did a good job of balancing him too with being the Boy Scout, but not being obnoxious. And not, well, and not being a drag. Yeah. His Clark Kent is really good. And I think what they've gotten that and the Reeves movie got some too is how everyone reacts to him and how just like in awe of Superman they are, which has made it really funny and was good because then you got to see Supergirl's reaction to I can do the same stuff. Right. Why are you constantly asking him to do it? And that was really funny. I enjoyed that. Yeah, um, they they handled that relationship really well. He didn't come in and take the show over, which mm-hmm. was was kind of one of my concerns. Like they were very much on equal ground. Uh, they they wrote that whole relationship really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Monel. I go back and forth with Monel. Sometimes I really like Monel, and I think it's funny. And then sometimes they just 
just push it a little too far. Um, I mean, at all the shows, you know, Supergirl is the most kid friendly, I guess. And sometimes they push that boundary because I watch Supergirl with my kids. Yeah. And, you know, him having sex with the secretary on top of the copier. And that was. I'm trying to. There were some other things that he said that I'm just like, man, we we didn't really need to do that. You can say stuff without showing it. Yeah, that, that was, there's been some pretty because I we watch uh, my my son's nine and we watch all the shows together now. He just started watching Arrow this year, um, and you know for the most part, I almost feel like the other ones have toned down a little bit from some of the racy stuff they were doing. But yeah, that scene with Monel and the the copier was was bad yeah. uh, but i i do like what they're doing with Monel because i like the idea that he has the hours but he doesn't feel compelled like why should i do anything for these people and he's not yeah he's not a villain about it he's just lazy he's he's <laughs> like a millennial i guess so like, yep. don't bother me. Don't bother me with that crap. I got my own stuff going on. I've got to get with these chicks over here. <laughs> I do like the one where he's trying to figure out how he can go make money with his power. Yes, I was like, you know, yes, that's legit. What somebody might do. Yeah, I can identify with him on a certain level. Like, I you know not everybody has the is compelled to be a big superhero, and I like the challenge. You know that Supergirl feels like she has to convince him to to use his powers for good and there's a there's a different dynamic there than anything we've really seen before i I think that he's Mm -hmm. a very interesting element but yeah sometimes he's a little too obnoxious yeah and uh i mean i think it's i'm surprised too how fast they're moving through the super villains it seemed like last season we weren't getting a lot this season we've already had what metallo parasite um who else I thought they did a really good job with Parasite. Um, they did a good job with Metallo, too. I, I, I like yeah. that. Um, they've already disposed of Mama Luthor. I can't remember her name. But oh, yeah. She's already imprisoned. And, and that whole – I don't think it was necessary for the head of Cadmus to be her. That was that felt weird to me. Yeah. It, it did seem kind of off. And especially like – I think you could have gave that story a little more breathing room. If you're going to introduce Lena Luther, let her be the only Luther for a little while and kind of deal through that. Yeah, I think yeah. that would have been a good way to go. Um, what else is they? But Cadmus, I keep waiting. I want Dublix to show up in the Newsboys. Like, I love, you know, if they're going to have Cyborg Superman and Guardian, just go full 90s with this See, show and just do all the weird 90s Superman and stuff. And you know all of this mythology a lot more than I do because I, I – just didn't follow Superman very much at all. Um, but let's see. Go, going down what's happening. Like I said, I thought they did a good job with uh, Parasite. I thought he looked good. Uh, I liked the way... Well, it was awesome. The Parasite episode was so great because it was basically like a sequel to The Thing. It took me a couple of yeah. minutes and I was like, oh my god, they're just doing a sequel to the thing. This is genius. And, and they knew it too. And it made me laugh the whole time. Oh yeah. And they would wink to the camera yeah. about it. And I was like, this is great. Yeah. That was, that was very cool. Um, I thought roulette, I thought that story while it was a little easier to swallow in animated form in justice league, uh, because it felt kind of like 
as this season, like four episodes into the season, and all of a sudden we've got all of these crazy aliens just all over the place. Yeah, and like driving their cars without disguises yeah, that, on. <laughs> that last one, they lit the bomb. There's like a dude driving around with like a blue face. And I was like, well, like, I mean, I guess we're not so alone. Like it was a huge deal. It was an alien a little while ago. And now there's a whole bar full of hundreds of them right yeah, downtown. Yeah, that was a really fast turnaround on that. But uh, I, I thought that was a pretty cool episode. I liked the, you know, I, I like the metahuman fight club story because I feel like if, if there were metahumans, that's for sure something that would be happening. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about what they're doing with McGann. And it's an early one. I mean, we'll kind of see if they go past it with all the white Martian stuff. And she's the problem with the Martians is they can't keep them as the Martians very long just because it costs so right, much money. Right. And so it kind of – like Megan, I'd rather her just be green all the time or something else. I don't yeah, know. see, I think it would be cool um, if, even if they just put green makeup on her just, just to yeah, give something. her something. Yeah, or go Smallville style. You know, give her a red shirt with a cross <laughs> on it or something. Something that lets me know she's Megan oh all the gosh. time. Yeah, you know, I like Smallville. I could look at T-shirts and tell who was who. <laughs> it, it made it very convenient. Very true. <laughs> but they and you know, I'm kind of wondering with all the Cadmus stuff. You know, that's where Connor comes from, and so they could go that way. Um, but I don't. With Mon Elbian there, it seems like it'd be kind of redundant to have. Connor yeah, show they'll, up. they'll save that for next Super season Boy. after Monel ends up sacrificing himself or or some such. Uh, then, then we'll get yeah. the extremely similar but different character of of Connor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and I can't. What happened at the end of this mid season? They stopped. Um, oh. Let's see. They then, what was the no uh, invasion. Yeah. Oh, and then invasion happened. Yeah, which come on, guys! Like, don't tell me it's a four-part crossover, and then it's a damn portal twice an episode, and at the end, well, it's, oh, time to go on Thanksgiving. That's that's not Berlanti and company's fault, though, because in interviews and stuff, the actual showrunners uh, had said, you know, Supergirl will will the episode of Supergirl will will be very minimally involved. It'll just introduce the invasion thing. Yeah, and then W and their promotions were like a four part event starts tonight with Supergirl. Like <laughs> I feel like that was on CW for for the expectations because the thing is that was actually a cool episode. Yeah, it was a great episode, uh, and and we got the uh, the totally awesome, uh, I guess middle part maybe of the Maggie Sawyer is a dickhead. Story. She's she's the worst villain on Supergirl. She is a terrible person. <laughs> I mean, all right, and you know, I could kind of see. All right, I will say they handled the coming out story very well. Yes, the Alex, way it was done. Alex's Alex, part of the story was yes was was very well done. She acted like a rational human being. Now it was a little sped up, maybe, but that's because it's on TV. Right. But yes, she the actress did a great job, the writers did a solid job. But Maggie is a well, dick. And I could even give Maggie like I can't be that person to help you explore this. Okay, that's a story I can get online bored with. You know, that makes sense. But then to come back two episodes later and be like, "Haha, just kidding." Right. Like cuz I bet in two episodes she's going to be like, "Whoa, never mind." Oh, we're moving too fast. 
<laughs> yeah. It's like, really a, it's like a wrestling storyline. Yeah, it's very odd. And I've never quite – and I guess I missed it somehow, but how is Maggie down with all the aliens? Like, I mean she just kind of was like, yeah, go to this bar sometime. Alien bar with all these people. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of – oh, speaking of the bar, I've got to mention that. The one one scene that I particularly enjoyed was uh, – that was – yeah, that was good stuff because she, obviously she never had been before because her physiology doesn't respond to alcohol the way ours does. So her getting goofy was, was pretty fun. I enjoyed that. I thought that was a nice little touch. One of the – and, and you know what? That's something that Supergirl tends to do better than the other superhero shows is throw in those little aside scenes that are just fun, um, that just feel like, oh, look at these characters, you know, enjoying life. And, and that's what the CW, even though, you know, yes, the same people are running the show, but you do worry about the tone of the CW and, and the way they do things. But that is definitely one thing is Kara is still the person who wants to help people the the bright uh shining light the like she is always cheery and fun and, and it's not to say she doesn't have issues because uh, you have to in your protagonist but she's still the happy person who's enjoying doing good right she's not tw- Melissa ben- Benoit. She's great. I mean, she does such a great job with just like her facial expressions and how she reacts to yeah. things. Like, they really have kept, and she's kept up with it. She doesn't let it get too cheesy. I, she's just the best part of the show. I mean, that, of course, it centers around her. So it would have fell, fell apart without yeah, yeah. her. So that's been really good. Um, I, so far, I don't love, love Cyborg Superman. No, <laughs> I am Cyborg Superman. What was that? Yeah. Are you now? Are you now? <laughs> like, How exactly? Yeah, that was odd. How and are you Cyborg why? Superman exactly? Yeah. And why is this robot as powerful as Supergirl? Yeah, that like, was really <laughs> weird. Yeah, but I mean, I guess we'll see more of him. And then have you seen who they announced is going to be a villain in the second I part of the season? I might have, but refresh my memory. Oh, Mr. Mixoplex. Mixoplex, I think. (laughs) Mixoplex, yeah. You know, some X's and Right, right. I I think Mixoplex, maybe. I don't know. I watched that episode of Superman the Animated Series recently. Uh, and, uh-huh. and he like they spell it out, and I I, I tried to hammer it into my brain because it's always nobody knows how to pronounce that name, and I was like, all right, Mitz- right. Pitley, it's like, Mitz- and then uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's like Thor's hammer. You, nobody you, knew you, how to pronounce that before you, the movie you. came out. Yeah, you, you know, um, who knows? I'd like to see. I'm hoping with Maggie being there when they announced Maggie, and then they were kind of hinting that other people would come. I'm really yeah. hoping that Kathy Kane shows up, who's Batwoman. I'm wondering if at least she can come and maybe not. And you want Kathy or do you want Kate? Kate. I'm sorry, I want Kate. Kate. Yeah, that's I. I but in obvious. I mean. Well, I don't know. I guess she could be Batwoman. She could be. I mean, on the last episode, they confirmed Batman. I mean, they didn't say the name, but they said Gotham right, Vigilante. Right. Yeah, with all the toys or whatever. Yeah, we're, well, we're I can't remember talking what the about was. it now. And so I yeah. think Kate might be a good way into that and just have Kate. Because the rumor was for a long time that Nightwing was coming. Uh, yeah, I remember that. Because, well, they've already introduced Bloodhaven on – I don't think it was Supergirl. Was it on Arrow? It was on Arrow. So they were talking yeah. about Bloodhaven? Yeah. So – 
maybe we'll see. I'd love to see Kate though. I think she'd be good for that show and just her character would be really funny as a foil to Supergirl. Well, and I mean you could you'd very much have the Batman Superman dynamic with Supergirl and Batwoman. Right. I mean, uh, very cuz if you look at the way Kate is in the comics, particularly right, which by the way, listeners, if you're not reading Detective Comics, you really oh. should be. It's the best thing so DC's good. putting out. It's great. Well, I like Dead Deadshot is my favorite. Uh, I've been reading uh, that. I mean, not Deadshot, Deathstroke. Deathstroke. Sorry. Deathstroke is my favorite of what DC's doing, but Detective is a very close second. Um, all right, so Supergirl overall, uh, this this first half of the season, uh, I, you know, I, I jokingly say that Maggie is a dick, but Maggie is a dick, but it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't, it's not a problem with the show. It's just the character is kind of shitty. Uh, to, for me, James Olsen is the only thing on the show that I'm like, I'd just rather not have to see him at all. Yeah. Everything else about the show, still great, still a lot of fun. We still look forward to watching it every Monday. Where are you with it? I, same way. I'm still enjoying a lot. I've actually enjoyed this season, minus Cat not being there. I've been, I think I've enjoyed this season better just for the storylines. Except yes, for yes. except for stupid guardian, <laughs> but other than that, <laughs> it's been good. I like you I, know, and I really like that they nod to the last season and that things change every once in a while. Yeah. They'll say something like, "Oh yeah, remember that? Good thing we got past that." And then they keep moving. And uh, yeah, I, was, I I like uh, very much that. Yeah, we're missing Cat Grant, but you're right. Story wise, I feel like this season has been better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been strong. So, after Supergirl is over, it's time to put the kids to bed and bust out the show that, personally, it is not my favorite show of everything that I watch, but it's the one I most look forward to watching every single week because it is guaranteed to be entertaining and crazy, and that is uh, Needless Things' favorite, Gotham. Oh God, I love it. <laughs> it just sometimes you know you think they they've gone far enough, and then Gotham writers say, "Oh no, we got something to show you," and then it goes even crazier, and you're like, "Well, I can't believe this is happening." No, it always goes crazier. That's what's so insane about it is like, I it's I don't you know with some shows, and, and I, I generally I kind of turn my brain off and go along for the ride because if I think too hard about things. I have a tendency to come up with scenarios that are better than what ends up happening. That goes for sh- for TV shows. That goes for wrestling. That goes for movies. I try to just sit back and enjoy things. But with Gotham, I feel like I don't even have a choice because there is no way you can predict what the fuck Gotham is going to do from week to week. Not at all. And, you know, I was thinking about this the other night when I was watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and I couldn't remember if S.H.I.E.L.D. did it first or Gotham did it first. But I'm really liking the split into the storylines so it's called like gotham this one was what mad city and then it was like right. gotham deep freeze and the you know, age seal has been doing ghost rider i really like how the shows are doing that because it gives you this full storyline that's gonna go over to the other ones but it's almost like reading like a trade paperback of a show and i really well, like how they're doing that and the 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 thing about it I think they should lean even further into that because, and this is something that applies to every show that I watch, uh, that is 22 episodes. They, 
they need to start breaking them up even more definitively than they have been with these midseason finales since they've become such a big thing. Because 22 episodes is too many oh, for yeah. a single storyline. They need the, the seasons need to be split into at, at least two completely separate stories. Yeah. And I, you know, in Gotham, this one, the Mad City, I, they kind of pushed it. You know, I was kind of like, all right, that's enough Mad Hatter and Alice's blood. Like, I was kind of getting over it. But then just when I thought I was getting over it, James Gordon started rhyming to get him to admit what he was doing. And I was like, yeah. all right, and we're back. Like, so, I mean, the, you know, well, the basic plot of this season, if for people who haven't watched it, which if you haven't watched it, you were just – you're missing out, out on life is that the Mad Hatter comes and his sister Alice has blood that very ill-definedly gives you superpowers or makes you strong or angry. It, it makes people sort of hulkish. Yeah, I'm not real sure. So the Mad Hatter ran around. And it's this is nothing from the comics either. No, what you know, why not? <laughs> <laughs> um. And so it's just been all about the blood and blah, blah, blah. And then I guess the other big, you know, I guess the storyline that more people were talking about was the Penguin Riddler storyline. Yes. <laughs> Which, you know, on any show, other show, I think they would have hinted that maybe the Penguin is in love with the Riddler and maybe, you know, just like wink, wink. Yes, this is happening. But not on Gotham. Oh, no. <laughs> on Gotham, we get a full admit to love murdering your fiance who and how weird was the fiance like they never explained right all of a sudden like an exact replica of the woman he killed was there and i kept waiting for other people to like see her and maybe like that's not what she looked like but nope in gotham there were two of this lady apparently and and then to make it even weirder she dresses up and dyes her hair to look exactly like uh kringle yep and then put her his hand on her throat Yes. It's like, oh, this is great. But it was perfectly Gotham. Yep. Like, like that in the real world, that behavior is insane. In Gotham, that's just par for the court. That's how people in Gotham handle love. Yep. Um, I, they're just, everybody kills it. Butch is still hilarious. Uh, Barbara, you know, who was in season one, nobody could stand Barbara has become like one of the best characters on the show just because I'm, that actress can choose scenery like nobody else. I'm so happy every time she shows up. She, her line delivery is just awesome. She, she is, and I love how they've positioned her now as kind of a, uh, she's kind of in the middle of the villains and the heroes. Not that there really are any heroes on Gotham. Yeah. But, <laughs> but she's, she's not, she didn't just go crazy and become a villain. Well, not completely. I guess she was a villain for a while, but now she's just kind of hanging out. She owns her bar yeah. somehow. Don't quite understand how that happened, but whatever. Uh, cause, cause in Gotham, that's how things are. The, the, uh, when somebody that owns a business leaves it behind or dies in some way, just the craziest person that shows up first gets to run. Yeah, you just say, well, this is mine now. And everybody goes, all right, cool, that works. Yes, yes, that's, that is Gotham real estate for you. <laughs> and it looks like normal people go to this bar too, like completely yes. normal people. And the bar continues to stay open even though we had like Butch and the Penguin and all that business went down with like killing somebody on the stage. Still open. Well, 
speaking speaking of how crazy everybody in Gotham is, uh, let's not overlook the fact that Penguin is the fucking mayor. <laughs> yep. Penguin, who was like a known criminal, uh, uh, a murderer, and and then went to Arkham Asylum and was crazy, but now has a certificate that says he's sane, is now the mayor of Gotham City. Sure, because he stopped the monsters. Right. He got he got on top of the car and made a speech about let's go kill those monsters. And, oh my gosh! And in return, they elected him mayor. Yeah, well, see, and this is how crazy Gotham was until we just brought that up. I forgot the first five episodes were about a bunch of monsters running around, <laughs> like, which which was awesome. Like I really liked it. It wasn't quite the Monster Men story, but it was it was as close as Gotham gets. Yeah. Um. And I, I really I love Fish Mooney, who I don't understand how anybody can not love Fish Mooney. Yeah, and just seeing her, I talk about chewing scenery. Oh, my gosh, Jada Pinkett should win an award of some kind, not an Emmy for sure, but something. Uh, and then it, over the course of the Monster Men story, we get young teenage Ivy, who's <laughs> you know pals with Selena. And how they explain, cause we all, we had read about them aging her up and we didn't know how it was going to happen. And one of the monster men or whatever has a power where he sucks the life force out of people and makes them age. So Ivy gets involved with the monster men. I can't even remember what she was doing with them because who the fuck can keep track of every crazy thing that's she was happening running away from him. They were in the warehouse and Ivy came in. But what was she doing there? She was doing something specific there. Oh, yeah, I don't. I don't but but anyway, she yeah, she's trying to get away. He grabs her um and so ages her what, 10 years or 5 years or who knows. How Yeah. She he ages her just old enough to be like of consent or whatever. They fall into the sewer and it kills him. And she washes up on the beach <laughs> and, and is, you know, 22, 3, whatever years old, oh, yeah. but still has the brain of a 15-year-old or whatever. And we were all very, very concerned about where this was going to go. But I've got to say, I, th- I think they've, given that this is Gotham and everybody is insane, including the people who create the show, I think they've actually handled it as well as they could if you're going to do this story because she understands that she can get men to do what she wants and appear to be any like actual sex stuff involved. Uh, the, the idea of her creating all of these crazy pheromone things with plants is just bonkers and ridiculous. Yeah, never mentioned how she learned no. that either. Just all of a sudden, Ivy can well, make I, stuff. I raise, I raise plants. Yeah, sure. Yeah. What I love, too, is any other show, you know, if this would have happened, there would have been at least an episode or two where they would be like, all right, we got to figure out how to de-age you. We're going to fix this problem. Right. But not on Gotham. No, Once they figured out she was Ivy, they just kind of went, will. all right. And then they just went with it. <laughs> like, she's hanging out with Bruce and Selena now. Now, I've... I have liked the character of Mario Falcone or whatever. I can't remember what his fake last name is. Um, The one that Lee's getting married to. Uh, I liked his character. I thought they did a good job with him. Uh, And when 
they revealed that he had the Alice blood in him, I thought that was great because I didn't see it coming. And I didn't know, like, I, I couldn't figure out what the end game was going to be with him because he seemed to be a good guy. Yeah. Uh, genuinely trying to get out from under his father's business. Uh, Lee, you know, Lee seemed to be very happy with him, which, how many women has Gordon gone through now? Well, there was the weird Vicky Vale detour there for well, a little I, while. And see, I'm so disappointed she's gone. So they bring in Valerie Vale at the beginning of the season, and you think she's going to be annoying. And she, I didn't think she – I really, really liked her, man, because she called Gordon on his bullshit. She was actually smart and not just snarky. Like, she was figuring mm-hmm. things out and being proactive. Um when she did the stupid, crazy things that people in Gotham do, they they made sense for her character. They didn't seem quite as insane because she's a reporter and she cares about getting the story. Like I really liked this character. What, what did you? How did you feel about her? Uh, yeah, I like her. Uh, yeah, I like her. I, like I said, I love she called Gordon on his shit, and that she would figure things out and then basically be like, "Yeah, no shit, this right, is what's right. happening." Like, come on, get with it. Yeah, I, I really liked her, and I was and I, yeah, she out. I was just disappointed. To- I don't know if I bought the weird. Oh, no, go ahead. <laughs> I don't know if I bought the like. She broke up because he said her name, but then he said her name, right. Lee's name because he knew he would shoot Vale. That seemed a little convoluted that she left, but I surely she'll come back at some point. They all come she back. She is on like Livewire or something. Yeah. Oh no! Wait, they already used. Yeah. Still use. Yeah. They're reverse. Yeah, and they – well, what's been, been kind of odd about Gotham this season too is it seems like you know uh, the big storyline looked to be that it was going to be the Court right. of Owls. And it's kind of been in the background and it, you know, it kind of happens here and there. You see him and that's kind of what Bruce is concentrating on. But it's nowhere near what I thought well, it was going to be. Well, which is amazing because and, it really feels like – I don't know if they're holding it back for the second half of the season – or if they're holding it back for next season, but for Gotham to show any kind of narrative restraint is insane. I'm shocked the Court of Owls thing wasn't just over in an episode. Yeah, and why the hell does Talon like Cato? Every time he comes on, I'm like, come on, Gotham, and, just go with it. Give me like a Talon after costume. Giving us a full-on Azrael and a full-on Mister yeah. Freeze that looked like a cross between Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, Otto, whatever his name was from Batman 66 and the freeze armor from the Arkham games, like then you can't give us a good talent. Really? I do like, I do like that that story though, too, whoever that, and, and as we go through these, uh, listeners who are watching these shows, we'll pick up on the fact that I cannot recall every single thing that has happened on the shows. I'm a little fuzzy on a lot of stuff. That's because sometimes these shows become daddy's nap time. <laughs> well, and the problem with Gotham is they squeeze more in like 10 episodes than every other show does in like three Shit, seasons. I would say they, they squeeze more into five episodes. But uh, so the guy that was helping Bruce and Alfred. Uh, oh, yeah. The whispers. Yes, the whispers. Okay, I could not remember what, what his organization was. Uh, I thought that was that was really cool stuff, and I, I liked the the fight with him and the Talon, and I liked uh, the, this whole business with the key and everything. Like we've gone far beyond 
what young Bruce Wayne should be doing. You know, we, once again, Gotham has gone into the realm of nonsense. But if it's going to be nonsense, I like that it's going to be, you know, one minute Bruce is promising he's going to leave the owls alone and kind of doesn't have any reason to pursue him anymore. And now he's after him again with a vengeance. Yeah. And every once in a while, they let him say a Batman line. And I'm just like, <laughs> they'll say something about, like, you'll die. And he's like, uh, I yeah, don't yeah, care. Yeah. And then he moves on. And I'm like, go, little Bruce. I do, you know, that last episode when they revealed Selena's mom, you know, they showed her kind of perched up on that building yeah. looking down. I mean, that looked like, what's it called? The Grey Ghost. And I thought for a minute, I was like, wow, are they bringing the Grey Ghost onto this show and it's going to be Selena's mom? I'm kind of curious if they're going to like kind That's of go with that. I think that would be hilarious. possible for this show. <laughs> well, and apparently the ultimate weapon to beat the Court of Owls is a crystal owl. Yeah. Who knew? <laughs> so we get to Why the not? end of the season and uh, Mario and Lee are about to get married. Mario has, is infected with Alice Tetchblood and is feuding with Gordon. Gordon is being set up to look like he's just trying to fuck with them and doesn't want them to get married, which he doesn't, but he's not, he's like, he knows about Mario and he's trying to like figure out what the fuck to do about it. Uh, we also have, um, hang on, I've got to continue recording. All right. Uh, we also have the side story of Cobblepot killed Isabella, and Nigma has cut off. You've got uh, Butch and what's his girlfriend's name? Tabitha. Tabitha. So in trying to get revenge on Butch for murdering Isabella, Edward cut off Tabitha's hand. Now it has been sewn back on. But the first it was. A- it was an elaborate yes, trap, though. Yes, it, Arca- it was an It was an Arcadia game trap. I mean, it, it totally yeah. was, and I, I love how much inspiration this show draws from the Arkham games. Because, like, when they do the broad sweeping shots of Gotham, it looks like the game. Um, this this Riddler, the one scene where Mario had the. Uh, I guess it was Mario that did it. I can't remember now. But he had two people tied up to like an electrocution fence up in the air, and Gordon had to pick one to save. Like I think that happened in one of the Arkham yeah, yeah. games, like where you had to pick somebody. No, and that save wasn't. Them both. Uh, that wasn't Mario. Who was that? Uh, that was uh, that was uh, Tetch. That was Mad Hatter. I don't know. It was when that was. It was when Mad yeah, Hatter right, was making, was which Hatter. that was a really good episode. He was making, and that was just like something out of the games because first. He had the couple up on the bridge, um, and then the little and the little kid yep, in the road, yep. and Gordon had to choose who to save. And then he had the two people on the, uh, the up in the electric chairs or whatever they were, like that. They just do, they That's do crazy right. over the top shit. And what's so funny is these characters go so far to the point, like last season, uh, after Ed killed miss kringle you're like okay well he's he's riddler well no it wasn't even after that it was after he killed the cop the dirty cop that she was dating you're like okay that's it he's mm-hmm. done and you're like no he just goes back to be an ed and then he dates her kills her and you're like okay well now there's no way he just goes back to being edward nigma and he does 
And then he goes to Arkham Asylum. Well, that's got to be it. Nope. Sure isn't. Now he's the mayor's <laughs> assistant. <laughs> like, these people. Yeah. And I like that people bring it up, too. People are like, yeah, you killed that guy. And he's like, yeah, right. I'm good now. And people just kind of go, yeah, all right. They <laughs> cool. Lose. Like, no wonder. Yeah, exactly. That's 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 how it is in Gotham. So we. Yeah. And what I think, you know, I did really like them at the end of the season. So they get through that whole thing with Mario, you know, whose whole thing was just, I guess, to prove that James Gordon right. is a piece of shit, which I don't know why that was hard. <laughs> like, you should just be able to make a list for Lee and be like, hey. Here's who you're dating, dumbass. <laughs> but so he does all that elaborate setup and he gets it. And then they have that scene where he's like on the dock with her and like has his hands on her face yeah, just yeah. like he killed somebody. And then he didn't do it. And I was like, whoa, Gotham doing like a subtle storyline where he's actually not right. a bad guy. And it was all just set up to make James Gordon look more like yes. a piece of shit. Yes. Well, <laughs> Love and, it. And the, the thing was they did the fake out. Where it looked like he was going to crush her head, and then he went get, and got the knife, and it looked very clearly that he was going to go out and kill her. And that's when Gordon shows up, shoots him, and we, as the audience, see what was about to happen. But of course, the knife falls in the ocean, so Lee thinks Gordon's just a piece of shit. Now, when we come back, yes. so what? What just happened? Is Gordon going to be not a cop again, or are they going to believe him? But Lee doesn't. No telling. No telling. Well, but here's what I – because I saw that too, but then I remembered they had all the tests oh, that he had right. in his blood. Like Lucius Fox was like, yeah, it's totally yeah, there. So right. why would Lee be mad at him? Be. She just goes back to work and they're like, yeah, here you go. He had she'll, all that fish blood in him. Anyway. Something will happen. They'll lose the tests or everybody will have yeah. their memory wiped That's or something. True. It's Gotham. Yeah. Uh, but I will say the biggest thing I've hated about Gotham this season, and it's not that I hate it. It's more of a miss. Man, do I miss yeah. Long. I want him back so bad. He was just so good. And every scene I'm like, man, BD Wong would be great in this scene. <laughs> but maybe, he, you know, it's Gotham. Oh, for he might sure. Come back for sure. Day. I mean, they're, they're bringing, uh, what's his face? The Joker kid back. Yeah, that's going to be real interesting. Uh, what Jerome? was his name? Uh, G- Jerome, yeah. Jerome, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. But I, I am so, overall, yeah. uh, very strong first half of the season for Gotham. It's, it's still just as much fun to watch, even crazier, you know, than, than it has been. And if you just sit back and forget everything you know about Batman or, or, don't forget everything you know. Just don't expect it to be like what you know, and enjoy it for the Elseworlds madness that it is. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, once Monday night is over, it's Tuesday, and Tuesday night brings us the Flash, which <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've uh, I have not been happy with the Flash this season. At all. And it all started by ending the whole Flashpoint concept. Well, first of all, Flashpoint started off just lame because all it was was Barry's parents are alive. Like, they, we didn't get to see really any cool differences. Uh, there, there wasn't, you know, calling it Flashpoint set up certain expectations because he, as much as I hate uh, what Flashpoint the comic book led to, which was the New 52, I enjoyed Flashpoint itself. 
Yeah, I thought they missed the biggest opportunity. They should have brought back the actor that played Ollie's dad and had him be Arrow yeah. and have Ollie be dad, dead so you could do the Batman story from Flashpoint. And I think you could have like gotten away with like not doing all the other crazy Flashpoint stuff where like the world was ending. Yeah. But just having that because then you could have done the letter at the end of Flashpoint where his dad writes in the letter like, you know, and they I'm still proud of you and all that stuff. And then they, they could have carried that out. Just one episode. Yeah. It was. Yeah, I mean, if, was, if they were that determined to end it that quickly, and now you know, now we understand why they ended it that quickly because they had other plans for how Flashpoint, for what, for how what Barry did, would affect, you know, the world that he returns to once once he undoes what he did. Yeah. Uh, which you know, the biggest effect of that is that, uh, one of the most fun, wonderful characters on television has turned into a miserable dick. Yeah. And that is Cisco. Although that, that, that seems to be changing a little bit. They seem it does. To have, it, uh, well, it no. did seem to be changing. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second because we, we've got to talk about invasion as its own thing. Uh, yeah. and then another one of my favorite characters, but for entirely different reasons, uh, Harry is now this fucking idiot hipster that I cannot stand. Okay, so I have a theory about HR. Uh, sometimes he's all right. I, there was something I did with him I thought was clever. But have you noticed how he's always waving those sticks around? The drumsticks? Yes. He's, he's like playing he, drums and shit? I, yeah, and the way he weighs them, I think he may be abracadabra, or they may turn him into abracadabra. And huh. so that's like his wand and like – Eventually, he's going to get to that. I hope it's not. I, I kind of would like to see them in the wells as a bad guy, right? Again and again and again, but we'll see. Well, there One has of my to questions- be a reason. I mean, they kept Tom Cavanaugh on the show because he's great, but there has to be a reason for them to have switched his character because otherwise, why not just keep it as Harry? Because he was great. Yeah, and I mean, he served some purposes, like you know, the training. Kid Flash when people aren't around and stuff. Well, but. and that's that's the thing is I, I with the way that they did that whole thing with him and Wally, there's got to be there's there's some ulterior something there. Yeah, I agree. And I, I don't. But one of my know. things with Flashpoint too, like in the comic is you know Flashpoint isn't great, and I went back and reread it. But one of the points of Flashpoint, one of the points of Flashpoint <laughs> is that. The world was affected because it didn't have Barry because of Barry's optimism, and that's why things went to hell. Right. You know, there were some other changes that didn't have to do with that, like the Waynes and all that. But the main crux of it is, without Barry's optimism, things go to shit. Right. I'm not sure why not having Barry's optimism turned Diggle's child into a boy. <laughs> like, I'm not sure how changing the timeline affected Diggle's sperm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, maybe that's like some like kid they just wanted on the show. I'm not real sure why that one happened. Well, and now <laughs> Diggle knows about it, and is kind of like, eh. Which, okay, yeah. Oh, we've got to wait till we we've got to wait till we get to Legends, but we have to remember to talk about um, Stein's daughter. We have to remember to discuss that. Oh yeah, uh, oh. because he had a very different reaction to Diggle's reaction. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So on Flash, though, 
uh, after the first episode, Barry realizes that people are being hurt as a result of his decision, even though he's got his parents back and he's happy, he's fucked up other people's lives. So he undo he goes back and lets his mom die. Uh, then we go on to paradox, the second episode, which is actually kind of the first episode of the season. Cause it's when stories start and we start to see the fallout of what Barry has done. And we meet Julian Albert, who is Draco Malfoy. Now, I was hoping, and I knew it wasn't going to be the case, but I was hoping so bad that this was just a regular guy, just a crime scene investigator who was good at his job and who hated Barry because Barry is shitty at his job. He is yeah. not a good crime scene investigator, which is a big divergence from the comics. Um, and, and we barely even see that aspect of Barry on the show. But when we do, he's not, he, he doesn't, he, it, he's like the Batman of, uh, like the Schumacher Batman movies. Like he does no detecting whatsoever. And, yeah. and in, in <laughs> this show, Barry is not really much of a CSI, but, I I liked this character. I was hoping that he was just going to be like somebody who can, who can't stand Barry's bullshit. But of course, mm-hmm. uh, spoiler, and we, we will be talking spoilers. We already have. Uh, I probably should have mentioned that at the top of the episode. Remember that for the intro. Uh, but yeah, he's he's alchemy because of course he is because that's the most obvious thing that could have happened. But the cool twist is he didn't know it. He was being mind controlled somehow by Savitar, which has yeah, ended I did up like what that. what started off as I th- I thought it started as kind of a lame story, and I th- I feel like it's ended up actually being pretty cool. Yeah, and you know I as dumb as it is, I can't imagine how happy that writers' room was where they're like, we're gonna have the Philosopher's Stone, and then we're gonna have Draco Malfoy have the <laughs> right. Philosopher's Stone. Oh, it's so awesome! And I'm like, oh god. <laughs> like, yeah, I like Draco Malfoy, and I like that they can move forward with like, yeah. I mean, now, well, now he's buddy buddy with them, but you know, like you said, he that character, him being alchemy, didn't affect his character really. Right. Right. At least as far as you see him in the beginning. Uh, it's just – Iris has gotten a little better. I can stand her a little better now, which has been good for the show. I didn't like her at all last season. Um, I have liked the Killer Frost story. Yeah, I think they've done a good job with that. It actually uh, – the, the way – I still don't quite understand the whole concept of Savitar – giving these people the powers of their counterparts and i guess their their counterparts start taking over is that what's going on yeah uh, that's what it seems that the philosopher's stone unleashes your powers and then your dark instincts or some nonsense like that but it didn't do it with wally so i don't know yeah i don't if that makes sense i don't know but but the the concept, as far as being a compelling narrative, it might have some holes in it, but it's been interesting. Uh, it's moved things along. I don't understand why Savitar looks like a Michael Bay Transformer. Is it what did he? What does <laughs> he, he does. look like in the comics? Oh, they, they, I wish they had done the comic look. He doesn't wear a shirt. 
and he has kind of a strange Viking, maybe Native American mask. Oh boy! And then tights on his. Oh yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, All right, wait. I have read. I'm going to look up Savitar. Keep talking. Oh yeah, take a look at it. I have read an interesting theory. If you're reading the Flash, uh, how many years ago? Before Flashpoint, I think, or might have been a New Fifty Two story. There's a story where Barry from the future comes back to kill old Barry because the speed force got so messed up that he realizes Whoa, he has to kill. That's Savitar? That's Avatar. Isn't it great? Yikes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, well, I, I don't, I feel like they could have adapted this costume a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of giving us Megatron. Anyway, I'm sorry. Please, yeah. please continue. I was just oh, shocked. Yeah. But so the theory is in this Flash story, old Barry from the future comes back to kill Barry in the past because the Speed Force is jacked up and he realizes if he sacrifices himself in the past, it'll release a bunch of Speed Force and it'll fix okay. it. And the Barry that comes back from the future is is kind of silver wears a silver flash costume has blue lightning and then talks about how he's upgraded his suit with a bunch of electronics and other stuff that makes him faster and so that along with the fact that we heard on legends of tomorrow barry send a message from 40 years in the future i've had to do something that's really oh, bad oh yeah it's going to change everything don't trust me I kind of wonder if Savitar is interesting, but and see, with certain things like on the finale, you know, we saw where he jumped in the future and he killed Iris, and so that kind of throws you because I don't know why Barry would do that if it is Barry, um, and the, I don't know, parts of it don't right. fit, but parts of it, so it'll be interesting to see kind of what happens there. Um, another kind of letdown I had was Mirror Master. Yeah, I was totally let I, down. I was I was so pumped for Mirror Master and I don't, then it just Well, wasn't. I don't like it when people that use gadgets are rewritten so that their powers are meta or mutant or whatever the case may be. Yeah, they did that with Captain Cold in the comics and yeah, it was a really failure. It's terrible. And, and I don't like I could buy Mirror Master guns, but whatever that just it didn't work for me. I didn't like it. Yeah, but you know, Flash has just kind of been eh, which stinks because Flash was the better of the shows, and I was shocked during the season finale. I kept waiting. I was like, oh, me and Luke were talking. I was like, things are about to go to hell. Bad things are about to happen. And then it just didn't. We had a happy Christmas, and oh, Wally got his suit. Holy shit! You know what else was disappointing was Shade. That was not Shade. I refused to no accept kidding. that. Especially when they've mentioned um, Opal, City Opal City on the show, and that to not have Shade be Dickie Swift is just that yeah. was terrible. And and. Yeah, HR nicknamed him, which is kind of very interesting because, you know, Cisco does the nicknaming. And this, mm -hmm. this one HR nicknamed, which almost suggests, well, that's not the right name anyway. Mm, that's a good point. I would hope because that was not shade at all. Nope. <laughs> uh, so yeah, as, as you're saying in, in the mid season finale, 
uh, which I actually thought that was a great episode. Uh, directed by Rachel Talalay, who directed Tank Girl. Oh, huh. And, and, and Wayne's World. Hmm. Uh, but I thought it was a great episode. It redeemed the se- a lot of the season uh, for me. Yeah. Jay Garrick is great. It, oh, my gosh. It's just seeing him. And I love the accent he uses as Jay. Um, John Wesley Shipp just does a great job. He looks heroic and confident, but he also has the way he plays Jay. He has kind of a world-weary, wise mm-hmm. – presence to him i mean he's so good man i could watch a show about him absolutely and i love they use that episode to make their trickster the joker just oh why, yeah that just why great. not <laughs> yes yeah we've got mark hamill let's let's just do it yeah uh yeah that man that was such a, a fun good episode and despite the fact that barry jumped into the future and saw iris get murdered which obviously was very heavy but the episode ended on a high note. It didn't end, you know, the whole rest of the, the first part of the season was was pretty miserable. Like, mm. there wasn't a lot of fun to be had because everybody hated Barry, which they should because Barry is the reason everything gets fucked up. He, he is the biggest villain in the show. Um, But it's just not fun to watch it when Barry's miserable and everybody else is miserable. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like that. Yeah, I've got Arrow to watch for that. Well, as we'll find in a minute, not so much. Yeah. Uh, but if so, Flash, uh, I, 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 I didn't dig most of what we saw, but the good news is this only hit nine episodes before the season break. So we have 13 more episodes of Flash. So hopefully, if they maintain what was done in the season when invasion and in the season finale, uh, maybe the last half of the season will be a little bit more. You know, it, it can still tell a lot of story and be dramatic, but maybe it'll be a little bit more fun and uplifting to watch. Yeah, I hope they put Savitar on the back burner for a little while and just give us some one and dones with a villain, and then bring him back eventually, but. Get kind of into a rhythm again. Yeah. yeah. We need that. We need the characters to have some time to breathe and reset so that we can care about them again. Because mm-hmm. right well, now, Caitlin is kind of the only one I have any sympathy for right now. Maybe Wally a little bit because I get his deal. I, I actually, I, I, I before we move on, Wally, they've done a good job with his story because they introduced him as a guy that loves speed, that wants to go fast, and has had to deal with a guy that's essentially his brother, his adopted brother, uh, but that has been raised by his dad when he wasn't, who can go fast. Like, it was a classic villain setup, and they never leaned so far into it that they made him overly jealous or unsympathetic. Like, they, they've they done a good job with Wally, I feel like. Yeah, and I really like they're making Wally faster. Wally yes. is faster. Yes, yes. Uh, now if they can oh, just get – if he can embody – because my, uh, my Flash for for my uh, – the way that I have learned the DC universe outside of Batman, uh, my Flash is Wally West. Oh, I, absolutely. I was never like 
I, I, I was never a Barry Allen guy because I didn't really know Barry. I was introduced to Flash uh, with the Justice League cartoon. Uh, and then uh, comic book wise, most of what I've read had Wally in it, uh, and, you know, until Barry came back and, and became the guy. But even then I wasn't reading flash comics. It was just, if it was a justice league or a crossover or something with Barry in it, uh, right. but to me, I, Wally's my guy. And if, if they can give him Wally's characteristics a little more on the show, give him the humor, uh, give him the quickness, then, then I'll be happy. Yeah, and you know, Comics Barry is kind of bland. There's not a lot to Comics Barry, whereas Wally has a really good defining character. So yeah, I, you know, I'd like to see them make him, you know, the jovial guy that jokes a lot when he's doing stuff. And and in the first season of the show, you know, the Grant Gustin's Barry was a lot more like Wally. Oh yeah. Uh, but as time has gone on, he, you know, he's still, and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to shit on everything because Grant Gustin is still wonderful. Uh, he's yeah. taking the material that they're giving them and, uh, you know, doing what he can. But when, when he has the opportunity to be bright and hopeful, he is, and he's still fun and still wonderful when he can be, but they've mm-hmm. just, they've really just shit on this character so badly to where, Every problem they face is because of something he's done. Uh, and, and now, you know, they're kind of coming away from the whole he screwed everybody's lives up and they're dealing with it. But I'm just tired of him being miserable. It's, it's not, it's not conducive to, to me enjoying the show. Yeah, I agree. All right. Let's move on to Wednesday night to the show that, in my opinion. Oh, wait. Oh, what? What? We've got another Tuesday night show. What is our other two? Oh, you're right. Oh my gosh. I totally forgot about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, which kind of sums up how I feel about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I, and look, I've been enjoying this season a lot, but for some reason, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is not destination viewing for me. Part of it is that the, the family doesn't watch it. We watch all the DC shows together. Um, but they don't care about agents of shield a bit. Like every once in a while, the wife will sit down and watch like she wanted to see ghost Rider. And when I told her that, uh, Johnny blaze showed up briefly, she wanted to see that one. But for the most part, agents of shield is one I watch on my own and I don't make a point of watching it every week. I'll watch like two or three episodes at a time. And I have, I've definitely enjoyed this season a lot more. And once I sit down and watch them, I like them. And, I technically think it's a better television show than any of the DC shows. But for some reason I just don't it I don't find it as compelling. I, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. How how do you feel about Agents of Shield? I hey, I really like Agents of Shield. Um But does it but, but does it like, have the magic? It doesn't seem to have the magic of the DC shows. It doesn't, and I don't know if it has something to do with being tied into the movie universe for some reason. Like it feels like a kind of background piece or I don't know what it is. Um, but yeah, I, generally up until this season, I did the same where you know my kids and I would watch all the CW shows and then I'd watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They didn't really care. But Ghost Rider has brought them oh, in. Yeah. They, they like and But see, and what's weird too is that is their Ghost Rider. They – when the boys started reading comics, Robbie was Ghost Rider. 
And so they know him and they know that story. Uh, okay, so okay. I think that makes them more interested too. And they know who Quake is and all that kind of stuff. So those are kind of the heroes that they've been reading about for a while. Um, but I've liked this. I mean, I thought they handled the Ghost Rider story really well. I, the FX on it were surprisingly better than I thought they would be. Dude, across um, the board, the FX this season have been very strong. Like, they've gotten to the point now where the, uh, the, oh shit, what is the plane called? The Quinjet. Quinjet <laughs> looks good, whether it's landing, taking off, or flying, and that was not the case in the earlier seasons. Uh, just everything that looks really good. Mm-hmm. And I really liked how they handled a tie-in to Doctor Strange to where it wasn't like an overt like, oh, there's all this magic stuff going on. But it was more they have one of the books. When they open the portals to the other worlds, it kind of looks like Doctor Strange yeah, does with the kind of geometrical effect. patterns. Yeah. yeah. And I was trying to figure out – there was one scene when after Coulson and Fitz – got knocked over into the ghost dimension mm-hmm. at one point when it was starting to grab Colson, it looked like that glass effect from Dr. Strange. Yes. And so I couldn't figure out if that was like kind of the same I th- dimension or I think it the was, same kind of thing. I think it was just sort of a happenstance. I, I don't feel like it was actually the, what was it? The mirror mirror dimension? No. Is that what yeah. it was? I think, well, anyway, I don't think it was the I same so. thing. I think it just kind of happened to look that way, but there were, Visually, what was going on in this season looked a lot like Doctor Strange, and I liked, uh, they just did a really good job telling the story, how everything unfolded, the connections between Ghost Rider and Eli, and, and like, I don't know anything about Robbie as Ghost Rider, uh, from the comics, but as far as the show goes, one, the guy playing him is great. Yeah. Uh, I hope. I really hope the rumors are true that they're looking to do some sort of spinoff with him, whether it's on Netflix or another show somewhere else, because I'd watch the hell well, out of that. And and then there's the other thing that they dropped in tonight's episode, or no wait, last night's episode, uh, where Coulson said, "Well, the last one came back," which tells mm-hmm. us that Shield has dealt with Ghost Rider before. So could we get a Johnny Blaze, you know, miniseries or something? That, that, yeah, that'd be a great way to and, do it, too. You could even, I mean, I think at this point you could probably get away with a younger Coulson. Uh, or mm-hmm. they could do, I, I would be really cool if they did a period story in like the 70s. And, and oh, Coulson's that'd be great. just referring to, you know, because he, he knows his superhero history. So Coulson's just referring to an event that happened before his time and, you know, get, get, a, get, uh, some of the young versions of the characters we've seen in the movies, a young version of Robert Redford's character. Um, you could bring, you could even bring, uh, Peggy Carter back if you wanted to. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Haley Atwell's show got canceled. Yeah, bring her on back. Damn shame. I really enjoyed that show. Uh, but yeah, I would love to see a, a 70s Ghost Rider, you know, Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider. I'd love to see Robbie get his own spinoff. Like, there are all kinds of possibilities that are exciting. And that's, once I start watching S.H.I.E.L.D., I get excited. I love Daisy's this season. I haven't liked her since the first season. 
And this season, I thought she was great. I really liked what they did with her character. I loved her working with Robbie. Um, and I'll, I'll tell you right now, I teared up when uh, when the director said Agent Johnson. I actually like teared up a little bit because I was like, "Holy shit, that's huge!" You know, one that she's being welcomed back. I, I just I, I, that was a big moment. I thought, and and a very something that they've, you know, they didn't even really overtly say that she wanted back into Shield, and she hasn't even said that she's going to do it. But for her to have that acceptance all over again, because that was her story from the beginning. Right, and I really liked that Coulson in that one of the last scenes of the finale. Basically, like they were joking around, but they made it clear he's training her to be the director yes. of Shield. And then she said, you know, the comment, oh, that only right, happens right. in the comic books. Because in the comic books, you know, yeah. she ran Shield as a 14 year old. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, they've done a good, like, arc with her. I'm glad we didn't have to deal with her being a weird goth vigilante for too long. I was kind of hesitant about that See, in the I beginning. Like I, I like um, that she wasn't going to stop doing what she had been doing. Um, I, I don't know. I just liked all of her character beats this season. I dug it, I thought it was cool stuff. Yeah, what else? I really enjoyed Mace, the new director. Yes, what is um, he? Who is he? Who's, he's Patriot. Instead, I mean, he can't have Captain America run Shield, like happened in the comics right. for a while. So they had him. You know, they're basically being Mace in that position, and his Shield superhero costume kind of looked like Steve's Shield costume, which I thought was a nice touch. Instead of the star, he had the Shield emblem. Yeah. Um, well, and I like the costume design is reminiscent of what we see in the movies. Like Daisy's looks a little like Black Widow. Um, like they they've they've kept a consistent style uh, mm-hmm. on the show. And I kind of wonder. So going forward, when the movie universe, you know, Shield is back now. We're full government funded in the public eye. So are we gonna like when we get to Infinity? Are we gonna see Shield helping out again? You know, I kind of hope so. You know, if you got them all around, and I know they've said that the TV characters may not be in the movie, but it'd be nice to see them like and let them do it. Um, but yeah, I thought Mace, you know, and he, he acts very much like Captain America. Um, and so I think that's a real good position for him to be in. And then the other big thing season was they introduced the LMDs, which everyone has waited forever for the LMDs to show up. Well, now was wasn't was Pat Oswalt an LMD though? <laughs> no, he ended up being twins. There were two of. Uh, oh, is that? What yeah, it was? there were two of them. That's what everybody okay, thought okay. he was going to be. So Ada's your first LMD, and I kind of thought they were going to make her Costa. Um, and they still may make her Joe Costa. You know, they have brought up Ultron, but it it seems like they're going away from that. Um, but we're kind of starting to get, you know, at the end of the season, Agent May has been replaced by an LMD. Yeah, and that was a big reveal um, too. And I'm so let me, I, I'm so happy that it wasn't like, well, you'll have to wait till next season to find out. Like it almost felt like, like look, Walking Dead. You can go ahead and, you know, let people see stuff and they'll still come back. Because mm-hmm. a lot of shows would have just had her open the closet and go, what? The, or have the agent open what? and then not find out until next season what was going on. And S.H.I.E.L.D. went ahead and gave it to us, and I appreciate that. Yeah. 
So I'm really looking forward to seeing a season where you know people are replaced by LMDs, and we could get Dirk Anger. I know it's a it's a long shot, <laughs> but we could get Dirk Anger from uh, what was all he was in Next Wave and a bunch of other stuff that he's just like a crazy LMD Shield agent. And, uh, is that something from the comics? Uh, Okay. Yeah. Yeah, same deal. They don't they don't like superheroes. Um But I mean they're uh, yeah, I've enjoyed Shield this season. And again, I do like, you know, they set it up. This was Ghost Rider and then the next one's going to be LMD and then we're going to go to the next one. Um I hope they kind of keep up with that. I'm kind of uh, I'm curious to see what happens when the Inhuman show starts. I hope it doesn't affect Shield too much cuz I I was over I, the I agree. stuff. I, I would like for that to kind of go away. Yeah, so I'm hoping we move now, on. Now, but it looks now. like we're going to because we um, have this. Okay, and I, I, I might have overlooked something. So we had uh, Simmons. The director sent Simmons to that laboratory facility to go, I guess, nobody else was capable of being nice to the cocoon. So she used her magic cocoon to get this guy. Is that the senator's brother or whatever? I'm not sure who that is. Um, I okay, get the feeling that it's going to be Phobos. Um, it, so in the comics, that's Ares' kid. Now, in the comics, he's young. He's like – I think he's like eight or something. Like he's a little kid. But his power is that he can make people afraid and they start to like relive their biggest fears. Okay. And so my thought is that's why it worked with him is because everyone around him was nervous and all the fear stuff. And so she calmed him and then he came out. Um, he's one of the only secret warriors we haven't seen from the comics. So I'm guessing that's who it's going to be and they're just going to make him an inhuman instead of being – the kid of a god. Okay. Um, I wish it was a little kid if it is him, because that's what makes Phobos so great. Is he's a little kid, but, um, but yeah, he very well could be related somehow to somebody, because it, it's a lot of effort to do what all they did. He's got to be somebody. Yeah, well, they had that. Um, they had the senator who was the one that was, I think, financing the watchdogs or. Yeah. Running them or whatever the case was, but the brother was, and I'm trying to remember what happened with the brother. I, th- I think that was him, maybe. Yeah, it might have been. Um, what else happened? Yo Yo's been really good. I'm a fan of Yo Yo. I like her power. Yeah, I like uh, her power and I like her character. Mac has been awesome, and seeing Mac possessed by Ghost Rider was awesome. Uh, I just love his shotgun axe. I wish they would show it all the time. <laughs> Even like when they comment about it, like I have a gun and it's an axe. They're like, yes, it is. Well, and I love the, uh, I love the, in this last episode, the way that the team worked together. Like they, they came in, they're fighting and then Yo-Yo goes in and like optimizes the fight for them. Like she was moving. She, and, and what was so great, the best part of it was Colson holding his hand out towards that guy, knowing that she was going to come in and give him that gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope they keep them around because that's a good – I think they've got a good team right now. Yes. And yes, I hope they, they do. don't keep like moving them out like they've been doing. 
Yeah, I've, I've really dug the teamwork aspect. I like that while people weren't, they were kind of unsure about the new director, but we didn't have the, is shield, is there a bad guy in shield or is shield bad? Or is like, we didn't really have that this season. We weren't yeah. sure what was going on with the director, but he seemed pretty on the up and up. Like there wasn't a lot of question there. Yeah. And they answered when there was a question, they answered it pretty quick. They saw yes. him on the, you know, he's on that phone call with the Senator and the next one, he said, yep, she was doing this and I had right. to promise her this. Right. It's right. all for shield. And yeah, I like so. that Colson, they keep reiterating that Colson turned it down and he nominated Patriot. Yes. Yeah. And so, and it's been a good, like watching him adjust to like there's stuff they don't know now. And he doesn't, he's not in on all the decisions. And I think the color coding thing is hilarious because that's how she is. <laughs> Where, like, you know, like everyone saw Nick Fury will be like, yes. And this triple double X, Y, Z zone clearance. And he knows these secrets. I, <laughs> so I think my nice favorite crossover. moment of the season was when they had Ree in the holding cell and they're sitting there watching him and they're like, well, those cells have, that was the and, and obviously they dealt with magic before. This is going to be a different thing. This is going to be awesome. Like I was getting pumped up just watching, like waiting for him to bust out. It happened in the most awesome way. And that- mm-hmm. that was reveal at the same time. That was the reveal that the director had powers. That's the first mm-hmm. time we saw that. So there was a lot of cool stuff in that one scene, and that shield is very good at. Uh, it just I feel like it delivers, and I, I don't know why it doesn't excite me as much as the other shows do, but it does. I think it's a better. Rip. I think it's a. Uh, it's a more mature storyteller. You don't savvy run sense like the way they've told Fitzsimmons' story. Those characters have gotten some of the best character development I've ever seen on television. Absolutely. Look at where they started in the first season they are now. Absolutely. And what, I think one of the big things about this season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. too, they made a big deal that you know they're moving to 10 p.m. They were going to be able to do more. I mean, in the press releases and stuff at 10 p.m. can do more adult content and more you know show more things but i can't really think of anything that has been that different i mean ghost rider lit some people on fire but other than that like i haven't noticed i was afraid they were going to do do with the new star trek netflix light and that's have have nudity graphic that's what yeah we want from star trek yeah. Hey, Brian Fuller. Nobody believes your schedule got Very too sleep. busy. <laughs> you got sleep. you got all, all right, that. So, shit. Agents of Shield. Um, any any last thoughts about it? I, I just think it's a solid superhero show. Like I, I don't understand why. Like you said, I don't know why comic fandom isn't more excited about that show and all the people they show and all the storylines they do. But maybe the life model decoys will get them in it. I don't know. I just. It, I, I don't get as excited about it, but while I'm watching it, this one, I don't take naps during, uh, I, I've, <laughs> I've not fallen asleep watching it. And it's the, you know, that's especially considering I'm usually watching it late at night by myself. 
Uh, that's that's an accomplishment. So digging on Agents of Shield can't wait for the the next half of the season. And with that, that moves us on to Wednesday night, which is a very different Wednesday night from what we had last season because I pretty much hated the last season of Arrow, and I have mostly loved this season. Although I still am not super happy with Felicity. Uh, they they took one of the most fun characters on television mm-hmm. and just made her awful last season every time she opened her mouth i wanted somebody to smack her it's just terrible i'm enjoying this season much more than last year i like the current team um i like them all for different reasons um you know the big story this season has been prometheus tell me me uh, about hunting down people tell me about then they've kind of from the comics So, Prometheus was, I think, originally a Batman villain. He was. I'm sorry. He's a Batman villain. So, Prometheus is one in a long line of anti-Batmans. So, Prometheus' parents were crooks that were killed by police. And so, he you know, waged a war on do-gooders. Um, in the comics, he wears a – looks like a knight helmet kind of, um, and it feeds him information. Information on fighting styles and adapts his fighting so he's able to keep up with Batman and Green Arrow and all these people. Um, Prometheus' biggest story was James Robinson did Justice League of America. It's probably been 10 years now. But in that comic, he kills Oliver's son. He sets up a bunch of bombs all around and then basically forces him to choose almost. And the bomb goes off and kills Liam. And the end of that story Ollie goes and finds Prometheus and puts an arrow in his head. And it lends to a bunch of stuff about the Justice League breaking up and all this stuff because of what he did. Um, my, my theory on Prometheus this season that I think a lot of people believe. Do you, who's your guess? I see. Who's your guess um, on Prometheus? I, I, I mean, honestly, I, I don't have a good feel for it, but I feel like it's uh, the reporter that he's dating. I feel like it's going to turn out that she is the daughter of what's his face, the um, the pharmaceutical guy. Ah, uh, but I, you know, I don't know. All right, you ready for? I would bet money. Prometheus is Tommy. Oh, yuck. I think what they're doing. I think they're doing Red Hood. They're doing a version of the story where Flashpoint. Somehow brought Tommy back, kind of like how Superboy punching the wall brought Jason right, right. back. And so now he's going back and he's punishing Ollie and all them. He's doing, you know, his brand of justice where he kills, you know, the bad guys. And it could lead to a really good scene, I think, in the end where you could have basically the Red Hood scene with him being like, you know, my, my dad, Merlin, killed me and you, you let him go and you worked with him. Like how Jason right, does right, with the right. Joker and making him pick. Um, that's my guess anyway. They've been talking about Tommy a lot. They've shown pictures of him. Um, the girl, the reporter, I couldn't figure her out until tonight on the season finale. Because if you watch, you know, towards the end, Ali goes to her apartment, right? And he said, she said, oh, can I get you a drink? And, and so when she goes to get a drink, they made very because sure to show you that it was a Russian vodka. vodka bottle. 
So, yeah, so she's connected to those Russians somehow. I don't know how. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. But I think, think Ragman has been awesome. I love it. I think he's great. I love it. He's one of my um, – I mean, I'm not going to necessarily say he's one of my favorite characters, but he's one of the, like, kind of lower-tier characters that I have a real soft spot for. Um, I read – they did a miniseries in the 90s. I can't remember who wrote it. Um, But it was kind of – I mean, it told the whole story of the character, so I guess it was kind of a reboot or something. Uh, But I loved it and sought out Ragman stuff after that, and I just really like Ragman, and I'm thrilled that they're keeping his – Judaism intact. Uh, you know, they're, they're, it's not, they're not making a huge deal of it, but he is, that is part of the character is that he's Jewish and that that's part of the history of the Ragman superhero. So I'm, I like that that's in there. I thought it was really interesting the way that they had, uh, which by the way, Felicity being a jerk. All the time still apparently is totally over the fact that she killed a city. And I understand, I understand that like yeah. we have to move on and that she had no other choice. But sometimes when she's being overly snarky, I'm kind of like, you know, maybe check yourself a little bit. Let's not be so judgy. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't drag that out too long with him being angry yeah, at yeah. her and all that mess. Like, so just let it go. Mr. No, Terrific's been he's good. Mr. I like ter- him. My, my wife calls him Mr. Not Terrific because he sucks. Well, well, that's what I like, though. well and that's what I like, though. I think they're going to get to the point, hopefully soon, where he realizes, okay, I'm not the best fighter. And well, then and he gets his little T-spheres because right. they've shown I know. Him. He's already made them. I, I don't understand why he keeps going out there and just getting his ass beat because if you notice – um Every time, like, they, they all get beat up a little bit, which is one thing I like about the show is they show, like, when Wild Dog takes his mask off, like, he's kind of beat up, like, they all get beat up. But Mr. Terrific always gets beat up the worst. And he's just, yep. he's the worst superhero ever. And we're, the, the whole time we're sitting there, like, why is he not using the spheres? What is happening? Why? Because they showed him. One of the things I love most about him too is I like to imagine when he says, "All right, guys, go suit up," and they all put their suits on, and then they have to wait an extra twenty minutes while he puts his hair in that weird—I don't know what's going on with Dude, it. Dude, it does not know. <laughs> getting your like getting braids like that—that's yeah. like hours. That's yeah. not twenty minutes. That's that's somebody actually posted. A, I can't remember exactly what it was. Somebody posted something about that about Facebook that was really funny. Um. Yeah, it's almost like, is that just a wig? Yeah. That he puts on with his weird rubber (laughs) T-mask. Which, okay, so he has this crazy rubber T-mask, but meanwhile, Artemis just airbrushes a little mask on. Yeah, well, and you know, tonight on the season finale, they did the flashback of one of Ollie's old cases when he had like the spray paint on his face still. Right, right. And I remember thinking, God, I'm glad we moved past that. And then they showed her a couple of minutes later and I was like, oh, like, somebody's still doing it. Okay. So I, I was really happy with the Artemis story. Um, I'm really happy that Sportsmaster is not her father. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or at least not we've discovered yet. Yeah. Uh, but 
We could not remember for the life of us. How did she join the team? I cannot remember. So she was on, let's see. So last season, I'm trying to remember. How did she start showing up last season? Because she showed up as a black canary last season, right? Wasn't that her? Oh, that's right. It was the end of last season. She dressed up like Black Canary to fight crime. That's right. Okay, okay, okay. Because we could not remember where the fuck she came from. Okay, I'm glad. I'm glad I asked you about that. Now, now we know. And that makes sense. And I feel like they've done a good job with her story. They, Mm -hmm. they have handled this team and giving each character kind of their own things going on much better than I would have thought this show was capable of doing. Yeah. I mean, the depth they've gone in with like even wild dog and even tonight they were like hinting at when he was asking Diggle about his kids and stuff, they kind of made reference that something else happened and they moved on real fast. So they're still like building wild dog up wild dog. Now my question about wild dog and maybe I missed it. But he certainly is running around, and I guess Spartan is too, with guns still blaring, shooting everybody. Like I thought, our new goal of Team Arrow was not to kill. Well, they're either. And, I figure they're either always making non-lethal shots, or they've got some kind of non-lethal <laughs> ammo, like rubber bullets or something. Yeah, I mean that's 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 what I tell myself. So, all right. So the whole season so far, um, nine episodes, I guess. Because we had Invasion was episode 8, and then we had Tonight. So nine episodes. We have been building. We've had Artemis. And we've you know we've all known. Uh, that is one comic book story that I do know, and, and plus from Young Justice. Uh, and tonight, the big reveal, the moment she chooses to utilize her tactical advantage of none of these people knowing that she's actually a villain that's been infiltrating their ranks for months now, if not a full year, I thought the reveal was really fucking lame and, like, not utilized well at all. Because it should have been a moment where the whole team, one of two things... It should have been either the whole team had Prometheus absolutely on the ropes, getting ready to unmask Prometheus and take him in, end of season stuff. And then Artemis, like, sets off a trap or something, and they get away. Or it should have been her luring the whole team into some kind of trap, and then she reveals it. Like, she didn't, there was no tactical advantage whatsoever. All she did was walk out. She walked into a situation that Prometheus very likely would have escaped from and blew her, blew her cover. I thought it was so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it was a little silly. And then the next scene, they like came back in and I think it might have been Felicity or somebody was like, what happened? And they were like, Artemis is working with Prometheus. And then they just moved. On and I was like, "What are we going to talk that a little?" Like, well, she, this is a huge deal, and they—I mean, I guess they were getting towards the big reveal, but I, it just, yeah, I, I, I was really let down by that because I was cited, you know, knowing the deal with Artemis. I was, it wasn't sprung; it was just kind of like, "Oh, guess what, you guys? I'm a bad." It, it was, it was pretty lame. But otherwise, <laughs> I've really liked. I liked that Thea 
had stepped away from it and was just helping Ollie be the mayor. Um, I, I have liked, although I found it a little weird tonight when at the Christmas party and Ollie was like, I, I've decided to rededicate myself to cleaning up this city. And I'm like, dude, you've been the mayor for what, like three months and you're already having to rededicate yeah. yourself to cleaning the city up. I think you might be a shitty mayor. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. Thea's got, she's got a little bit. You know, I really like too the, um, Going a little bit into invasion, how they handled Thea coming back from it and instead of being like all upset about it, but was like, you know, you know, it was a gift. We got to see yeah, our parents yeah. again. It was great. Because the, the natural, the yeah, natural outcome of that for a CW show is now she's miserable. Right. And so they dig it. But of course, you know, we were talking about Felicity earlier and like all the, sad sack shit that happens but then tonight her boyfriend got killed again did you notice that like they come back he like they announce like oh yeah i killed whatever that cop's name was i don't know what his name is and instead like all of or something yeah, oliver is crying and it's like we have to i have to break up the team and at first i was like oh god they're gonna do this again where oliver pushes everybody away they right. were like no oliver we're right where we need to be and they all hug him and felicity's kind of standing to the side and i was like well what about poor Felicity, who just had her boyfriend right. shot through the heart with an arrow? Like, right, right. Come on, guys. With three arrows, <laughs> three arrows, even. <laughs> um, yeah, that was that was rough. Let's let's talk a little bit about some of the other villains that were on. Um, we saw Vigilante, who looked surprisingly like the comic book version. Yeah, who knew they could make and, the ski mask look so good or the ski goggles? <laughs> right, right. And and who I thought they did a pretty good job with. I thought that you know that was that was a good episode. It was solid. Yeah, they're not even hiding who he is. I appreciate right. that. I mean, they might as well yeah. put a sign above that DA's head that's like, "I am vigilante." <laughs> Didn't then, even change the name. I was definitely let down by the human target episode, though. But I think mainly because I loved that show so much. Yeah. That show was fucking great, and the guy that played Christopher Chance, uh, I can't remember the actor's name, he was outstanding, and I still miss that show, and this just felt really lame in comparison. Yeah. It, the episode was good, I just, the guy that was Christopher Chance and what they did with him, I just, I didn't find compelling at all. Nah, it just felt kind of blah and i didn't like the tie-in that he had been in russia before so he'd already helped ollie uh, yeah. once and yeah yeah that's there there a lot of this russian stuff feels almost like they felt obligated to tie stuff into the flashbacks like before yeah. well you know what it even started last season though like the flashbacks felt a little heavy-handed with the Hey, this thing that happened five years ago has relevance today. Right. Well, and I think what's happened with the flashbacks this season is we know that we've known from season one that at some point Ollie was a member of Bratva and he spoke Russian. And so this is the last season of the flashbacks and we're done after this. And so they have to tie. That's like the one thing they haven't explained why he has this Russian tattoo and is in with the Russian gangsters. So once it's over, it's no more flashbacks. I can't wait. Well, and what's funny is people for for years already, people have been joking about how if it hits a season six, I guess they'll do flashbacks to the first season. But technically, that's what they did tonight. You know, I was thinking about that though, and I didn't hate that. Like, oh no, I, I thought it, it was great. It was great. 
I wouldn't mind almost like an untold stories of Spider-Man kind of comic, you know, where they just insert like, hey, here's some Green yeah. Arrow stuff you didn't see while all this other stuff was going on. I mean, it would probably get a little complicated if it got too story heavy, but it wouldn't be bad. It'll be weird not having flashbacks on the show next season, though. I, I really loved the way they handled that flashback tonight, and I love the idea that this villain, you know, as much as I complain about Barry being the reason for all the problems that they have on Flash, uh, I do like it on Arrow because Oliver, he started off using bad means. Like, he, he was he was on a bad path at first. He was killing people. He was a murderer. Mm-hmm. And there should be fallout from that because that, it wasn't him being stupid, it was him being angry. It was him doing things the wrong way by choice as opposed to just being stupid and oblivious like Barry is. So in right. this instance, the the that coming back to haunt you I thought was a good thing. I liked the way they utilized that. Yeah, and that's another reason that I think it's Prome- that Prometheus is Tommy. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it makes sense. That's the ultimate, you know, you did this. You killed me. And then, and that way, the uh, the pharmaceutical guy is just kind of a red herring. Yep, that's interesting. That's interesting. So, uh, overall, Arrow this season, I feel a huge improvement over last season. I've been enjoying it a lot more. Uh, I, I have not taken as many naps during Arrow as I have during Flash. Uh, I, I think they're doing good stuff. I'm I'm kind of re. I, I feel like the show's reinvigorated, and and I am enjoying a lot more about it uh, than not. Yeah I, agree. yeah, I agree. And that brings us to, we'll, we'll talk about Invasion last. Uh, so let's talk, before we get to Invasion, let's talk about Legends of Tomorrow. And <laughs> what a mixed, mixed bag this show is. It's so strange because some episodes of Legends Tomorrow were so yes. good. Like the eighties episode was great. Yeah. Um the Jonah Hex episode was great again. But then you get like the Civil War episode, which was the just Jonah terrible. Hex episode was the Civil War episode, wasn't it? With the zombies? No, well there's two separate ones. Oh, oh okay. Well not the sword. The slavery oh, episode. Oh yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. That one. Not good. <laughs> no wait, that's all the same yeah, that's all the same one. It's the- no, those were separate ones. Because you had the Jonah Hex one where it was the zombies. And the, oh, no, was it the, the same, same one? one? I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, it's the same one. Then that's your – but what your – Oh, no, no. Zombies was Civil War. Jonah Hex was Turnbull. They oh, were separate. Outlaw Country. Because I was – Okay, okay. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting confused. You're – okay. So – well, it is weird that they went to the time like so similar a timeline. And you're so right. Fast. The, the Civil War one sucked, and it was so like, guys, you don't need to tell us that slavery was bad. Like that's not even subtext. But they're sitting here. Like mm. I think it was Sarah had a whole thing about like how wrong slavery was. And, like, hey, come on, we we get that all of these shows are going to be. Uh, getting in themes, you know, they, they've, they've got socially conscious themes in all of these shows. Yeah. Well, and Legends of Tomorrow has handled that several times pretty well. Like the 50s episode, 
You know, oh they touched gosh, on that I with Jack. That was pretty heavy handed too. Like women are downtrodden. It, uh, it's yeah, well, it wasn't as it wasn't, it wasn't as bad as, as, bad as the Civil War. War one, and yeah. what, that, what made me crazy about the Civil War episode is towards the end, you know, the house is on fire. It's getting ready to burn up. The whoever the I guess he was the plantation owner or whatever his name was is on the ground. And Jax is getting ready to leave. And, you know, they have that moment where, you know, Jax can prove, no, I'm better than when you think I am. I'm going to save you. You know, what you would expect a superhero show to do. But nope, just going to let that guy burn alive. <laughs> See you later. And then he leaves. I was like, what is this? Batman begins? Like, you can't I think, do that. uh, a lot of things bother me about this show. But the thing that bothers me most is that they have Firestorm, one of the most powerful superheroes ever, and they always are sure to keep Stein and Jack separate. Yeah. Well, and my wife asked me about that because she brought up the same thing. She's like, why don't they just take, you know, Firestorm? And I basically explained, you know, it's the same problem you have in comics. It's the right. Superman problem. If you have Superman... But you know, see, why with do you a TV need Black show Canary like this, ever. just don't put Firestorm on the show in the first place. I mean, my yeah, gosh, <laughs> it's all every problem they've ever had. Just point Firestorm at it, and when they have their group battles, it is so ridiculous seeing him flying around, blasting nuclear fire <laughs> at people, and yet somehow the group having trouble with like twelve dudes. What? Yeah. And then and then stupid Mick yeah. with his heat gun. It's a good thing we've got Mick here to so we have somebody that can shoot fire out of a gun. Yeah. But I tell you, Mick has been great this season though. I oh, love he is. He's awesome. He's awesome. He's wonderful. Um and the new characters, you know, I I don't hate Citizen Steel. He's He's been fine. His costume's a little dumb looking, but his costume's like, a very Smallville-esque costume. I like him. Um, like the, the, the guy playing him. I like the character. Like, I like him. Uh, I feel like there wasn't, I still feel confused as to why Rip isn't around. Yeah, I have a feeling we're going to get to that. that uh, yeah, and like, I think, I think you're right, but it just felt, it you know it felt like a scenario where the actor left the show and they had to really quickly figure out how to explain it as opposed to a story point yeah now is he gone gone or is no. he coming back no he's still okay. part of the show as far as i know so that's not the situation but that's what it felt like like when a show has to kind of sloppily cover up for an actor leaving or whatever but it's an actual storyline they just I don't feel handled necessarily very well, but they don't handle yeah. anything very well. well. And they kind of let go of, you know, at the end of last season, they destroyed the Time Masters and Vanishing Point was empty. Like, that should be a huge deal for Rip Hunter and all the time travel <laughs> right. stuff. But just, you know, not, they don't even talk about it. There's nobody out there watching the timeline. Like, every once in a while, Gideon's like, oh, something changed. Let's go do it. Oh, we'll but, talk about it because these idiots are the one watching the timeline. Like that's they took, yeah. we'll t we are the most incompetent group of heroes ever assembled. Which I like that they addressed that uh, in yeah. the first season. Like, yeah, I was lying about that. Nobody knows who you people are. I got you because you suck. 
Um, yeah. I, and I will say this. I, I have enjoyed this season more than I did last season. Uh, I still don't necessarily like the show. And if it wasn't for the fact that my son lo- – like my son loves it. Oh, my kid um, loves it too. And if it wasn't for him watching it, I wouldn't even watch it. Uh, I just I, – it's, it's, it's not good. But I like Sarah. Uh, I like her a lot. Um, I don't like Ray anymore. I did when he was on Arrow. And now I just think he's fucking annoying. And it really, really bothered me in the Samurai episode when the Shogun got Ray's armor and just knew how to use it better than Ray did. And I, and, and they had that stupid yeah. line where Ray was like, I designed it so an idiot could use it. But that doesn't explain why a, an idiot from 16th century Japan or whatever would even be able to figure out how to put it on. And, and then Ray, yeah, and then or- Ray, who's an incompetent boob is able to fight this master warrior who apparently has figured out how to use his armor and hold his own. That was just yeah. all terrible. <laughs> Every bit of it was awful. It was. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think what I really liked the JSA. I liked the JSA. I thought the JSA um, was great. I'm trying to... I like they addressed Obsidian. Yeah. Like Obsidian, when he was in the 80s episode, they addressed that he was gay without making a huge to-do of it. And that's why he, they kind of had him stop being a superhero and they handled Obsidian's powers really well. I like Stargirl. Stargirl's costume looked straight up like a Stargirl yeah, comic book costume. Really weird. And I liked it, but it was really weird. I like, um, <laughs> I really like Vixen. Uh, I like what they've done with her. But at the same time, she had, I don't remember which episode it was, but she had a line where she was really shitty to Ray about the fact that he was wearing a suit to get his superpowers. But she gets hers from a fucking necklace. Like, who, what? Are you kidding me? (laughs) That, that was, I, that was the writers being idiots. Yeah. And, you know, I get CW doesn't have a whole lot of money for FX, but if we could make maybe another oh animal besides right. a gorilla right. or an elephant, like, you know, she can fly. She can do all sorts of stuff. But And that was funny. I, we talked about this. That Civil War episode with the slaves, I, I know it wasn't intentional. And it's terrible, but they might should have paid attention that the only animal she turned into the entire uh, yeah. time was a gorilla. Yeah. Like, it was just an unfortunate, like, thing to notice, and I was like, eee, that's yeah, a Yeah, that, well, like, come they're, on, guys. They're not, uh, the, these people do not have a deft touch with storytelling or with messages. They're, they're, uh, they're, they're not very conscientious or subtle ever. All right, so. They're. <laughs> This show is stupid and everybody on it is stupid. Uh, I do love that they're doing the Legion of Doom because I love Damien mm-hmm. Dark on Arrow. I'm glad we're seeing him again. I like Eobard Thawne. Um, I, I can't remember who else they're supposed to be bringing in. Uh, well, the big thing is, so my wife completely stopped watching this show. I she don't was like, blame this her is one stupid. bit. <laughs> 
it would start things. But then she's walking through during the mid-season finale when they showed like oh, the coming right, up next, right. and they showed that yeah. Captain Cold is coming back. And she was like, "Oh, he's yeah. back! I'm back in." <laughs> and she was like, "Let me know when it comes yeah. back." And on. he's great. He's great. Like, I'm, I'm right. thrilled, and I'm glad mm-hmm. he's going to be a villain again too. And I hope he is actually a villain uh, and not like you know being being a, a mole or whatever. Like I want him to just be a villain. I I, I miss that. Yeah, because that'll do good with Rory too. Like kind of having their roles yeah. switched. Yeah. Uh, so I this show is stupid. I don't particularly like it. Uh, but I will continue watching it uh, with my son, uh, and I will certainly enjoy it when it's in a crossover with the other one. So uh, how do you feel about Legends overall? It's fine. It's kind of just dumb. It reminds me, and I said this last season too, it reminds me of a 90s crossover every episode <laughs> where it's just kind of stupid and you've got some weird dumb heroes but overall, it's kind of entertaining and cheesy. So I'll keep so, watching it. To close, I, I, I definitely wanted to close on something positive. And we will talk about uh, Invasion, or as it is also known, Heroes v. Aliens, which was terrible marketing. Uh, but Invasion, yeah. I enjoyed the heck out of it. There was a lot of the signature dumbness that kind of permeates these shows. But overall... I thought the alien concept was really cool. Uh, I did think, well, let's start from the beginning. Barry and Cisco pop into Supergirl's universe because that's something that they can just do at will now. And they're like, hey, Supergirl, we need your help. Let's go. And you know what? That's good enough for me. I'm fine yeah. with that. Uh, and aliens, the dominators? Yep. Is that right? That sounds so dumb, but that's what they are. And they're from the Invasion crossover. Was it? Is that what it was in? Yep. And they look yeah, it was basically Ames. like the comic book versions, which I loved. Yeah, they spent some money on this thing. They really did. And, and so. you know what? I, honestly, it was money well spent because this thing got all kinds of media attention, lots of press. Uh, I know that people that do not necessarily normally watch these shows watch this week of the shows. Uh, so, I mean, mission accomplished there. And it just, the fact that it was a crossover did show because in certain shows, like the one thing that really bothered me when Oliver was like, Supergirl, I can't trust you. You go stand in the corner. And then we don't see her for like the rest of the episode. I thought that was pretty dumb. Um, Mm -hmm. but otherwise we got to see a lot of fun stuff. It was a little weird how Barry and Kara just beat the living fuck out of that cyborg lady that conveniently popped up out of nowhere. What's up with the cyber? Is she, is she from the comics? I don't know. I don't know who that was. She was just random ass, random ass cyborg lady that I felt like was kind of a throwaway (laughs) because that character could have actually been something cool. She's, she's been stealing technology from her job and implanting it in herself. Like shit, that's, that's kind of a cool concept, right? Mm -hmm. And they straight murdered her. (laughs) Like there's no getting around it. Like Barry threw her at super speed and Supergirl punched her. And they They murdered that lady. And they did a tag, yeah. they tagged like a tag team in wrestling. That was weird. Um, 
but I, I liked once they all got on the same page, I liked it. I, I liked the, uh, financial cleverness of them having to fight the mind controlled, uh, heroes. I thought that was good. I think even though it was lighter on action, that arrow episode was really good. Uh, where, where it the was. five, I think it was the five of them. Who was it? It was Ray, Oliver, Thea, Sarah. Was that I mean, it? Was it just that. four of them? Well, anyway, they, they got kidnapped by the aliens and put into, it was, it was very similar to the, uh, the Black, Black Mercy. Is that right? Yeah. Um, yeah. very similar to that where they're in the dream world and, it was the hundredth episode of Arrow, so they managed to not only have a good episode of Arrow, have a good one hundredth episode of Arrow that kind of called back to a lot of things throughout the show, but also be a good episode of a crossover. Like uh, the writers deserve like triple time pay for that because I I feel like they nailed every aspect of that show. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things that made Invasion so good is even on the three separate shows, on the Flash one, they were dealing with what was going on on Flash while dealing with the crossover. Yeah. Barry did this, so we don't trust him right now. On you know, Arrow, they're dealing with the new team, and Flash is dealing with Wally, well, and too, and that let's became run a thing. That real like, quick. So on Flash, the Flash episode of Invasion, uh, we, well, no, actually, it wasn't until Legends that Cisco, uh, had his revelation, was it? So Cisco goes back in time. They save the alien and come back and turns out that that alien is what's kicked off this whole invasion thing. And Cisco understands now Barry's decision-making process, I guess, as far as what time travel can do. And it, it kind of heals the rift between them a bit. Mm-hmm. But the problem is on the mid-season finale of Flash, when Cisco has the box that Savitar is trapped in or whatever, I guess. I wasn't totally yeah. clear on, like, the, the stone box is what Malfoy found that allowed Savitar to control him. So Cisco, when, once they found the box, Cisco's got it. And Savitar is showing him his dead brother. So they're going. Who was it? It was uh, Barry. Uh, who was down? Who was getting ready to die? It was Barry and Wally. Barry and Wally were fighting Savitar. And Caitlin goes and tells Cisco, like, no, oh, you have to stop this. I feel like that episode would have worked better before Cisco had a better understanding of what Barry had done. Like where we really would have had some drama like, damn, is Cisco just going to let Barry die mm-hmm. in order to have, because at this point he thinks he's going to get his brother back. Like, is he going to trade Barry for his brother? I think that that would have been a little better storytelling, but everything else that happened in this episode had to happen in this mid season finale. So, it was just a it was a tough point where they kind of had to decide to put it where they put it. Yeah. 
I thought the things that made me laugh the most in Invasion, I guess there was a scene where you have Barry and Ollie are standing in the weird future newspaper room. And Barry, you know, is dealing with his guilt and talking to Ollie about it. And so I guess this is supposed to be the moment kind of Barry forgives himself. And it was by Ollie being like, you know, if anybody was in your shoes, you know, I would have done it. I lost all these people. I would have done the same thing. Yeah, you came back and shot and killed a bunch of people. Like maybe you're not the best example of what other people should do, buddy. Like, you're not a sound mind of what happens when you lose your parents. But um, Invasion did hit all the sweet spots. We got, you know, we did get a few instances of all of the heroes, you know, being on screen at the same time, fighting at the same time. Uh, and they, they, the resolution was good because it wasn't necessarily just, well, we have to blow mm-hmm. up the evil. Uh, they, they just did a solid job with getting all of these very different shows together and, and on the same page. And it all felt like they could, if they, sh- if they put invasion in movie yeah, theaters, I would, I would go see it. I, I feel like it would be a solid because uh, was it forty two minutes each episode's forty two minutes hundred yeah it would it would make it would be feature length I would go see it in the theater and and I feel like it would flow as a story like the, it was pretty and I really liked that they the you know definitely addressed that Kara is way more powerful than any of them and they all immediately respect yes did that and. Although, you know what is funny is how they immediately established that is the first thing that happened uh, when when she met everybody else. She flew up in the air and used her heat vision to carve the symbol for hope in the ground. And then later on, though, when they're fighting, when Barry and Ollie are fighting everybody else and her heat vision blasts through, he goes, what the heck oh, was yeah. that? And Barry and Barry goes, oh, that's her heat vision. She does that. And I'm like, yeah, you saw it like an hour ago. What? Yeah. But that was just, you know, that's one of those little things. It wasn't a big deal. Uh, it was – I also really liked Barry's moment uh, because we still don't know the crisis that's being referred to by the newspaper, now, right? I damn freeze-froze that thing so I could try to read the – Newspaper article, right? And right. it has something to do. It definitely has something to do with the reverse flash. It doesn't say anything about the monitors. Um, it says that Hawk Girl, Adam, Flash, and Green Arrow were fighting Reverse Flash, and then Barry disappeared. And that's really all you can read. Oh, okay, okay. So it's, but I see my thinking because I I hadn't gone that far with it, and you know I stay away from internet stuff. But my thinking was we we every time we see something big like this. Whether it's invasion, uh, whether it's when Barry, you know, ran up into the giant tornado thing, you know, whatever, there's always the chance that this is, this is it. Mm-hmm. Um, and with this, I really liked the alien saying, you know, he's the problem and Barry was ready to go. Mm-hmm. Like he, he was ready to give himself up because that what he had done had weighed that heavily on him. And, and again, I'm kind of contradicting myself because I I was annoyed by him being miserable all season on the flash, but 
if you're going to do that, this was an interesting payoff for it. Like he, he really does. He, he wants to make amends. He, he feels uh, like he needs to make some sort of contrition for, for what he's done. Yeah. And I like that they kept pointing out too, that that's what the legends do every week. And it's apparently not a big deal. Like, <laughs> right, right. Okay. Now let real quick, we've got to talk about, I, I just remembered we've got to talk about Stein's daughter who he was, Ready to erase from existence. <laughs> that was so weird. What the fuck was that? That was so weird. And I see, I had assumed when he was having all these flashbacks that it was going to be that his wife had changed. Like, that's what I assumed was going on, that he married someone else or something like that. But nope, he had a daughter he was ready to get rid of. And apparently she's going to be a recurring character on Legends of Tomorrow. So she's going to be showing up a bunch. Um, I'm okay with that. I, I liked her. Mm-hmm. Fine. She was good. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was an odd choice. Yeah, that was really weird. I've, I've got, and he wasn't even. Well, he said at one point, didn't he, he? Like, she's not a person. Yeah, yeah, he did, and it was weird the way that that he played it. And I don't know if it was the actor's choice or the writer's choice, but he wasn't particularly tortured about mm-hmm. it. Like, I feel like it could have been presented more as, you know, I don't want to do this, but it's my responsibility. But it was more like, well, here's the thing I'm going to do. Yeah. That was just really weird. And and I love that character. He's definitely my favorite character on the show normally. Although, I mean, I guess if you're erasing timelines on a weekly basis, that's kind of par for the course. Like, (laughs) I I guess it is. You know, sometimes people disappear. (laughs) I don't know. But we'll say I hope I'd like to I'm looking forward to like them doing this every year. I hope they kinda keep it in this format to where just one week we have four in a row, we're good to go, move on. Yeah. Yeah, I would like it uh and I don't know how feasible it is, but I, I would really enjoy it if they could maybe next year do the one do it all in Supergirls dimension. Yeah. Because I think would I, I would like to see her cast interact with everyone else. Cause that was one thing I kind of missed. We didn't get to see John, uh, interact with anybody. I, I would love to see Diggle's reaction to John transforming. Oh yeah. That'd be- uh, you know, there's all kinds of neat stuff that could happen over there. So maybe they can do it the other way next year. We'll see. Yeah. I did like, they pointed out the similarities between Kara and Felicity. <laughs> they they yes. made a point to be like, Oh, we had the same look. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, all in all, regardless of how goofy some of these shows may get sometimes or, or how many plot holes may pop up, it's amazing that we have all of these comic book shows every week. Uh, and there are more than this out there. These are just kind of the big ones that we were going to discuss tonight. Um. But I mean, four nights a week, we have a DC Comics show on, and four of those shows are actually related to each other. Yeah. Like, how crazy is that? It's almost become too much. Like, it, it's a lot to have that many shows. If Supergirl, if Supergirl was actually in the same universe as the other ones and wasn't a tonally different show, I think it would be like one, it would feel like too much, but since Supergirl is still its own thing and still is different, 
I think it feels because like Gotham, Gotham is totally different, so it doesn't feel like as much part of the heap. And Agents of Shield is obviously very different. Like, so we have enough different tones going on to where it doesn't feel like we're watching six of the same kind of show. Yeah, I was really worried they were going to use Flashpoint to bring Supergirl over. Yeah, I didn't want that to happen because I didn't want I didn't want her in this yeah exact CW universe. Well, cool. Any final thoughts about what's going on or, or thoughts about the future? Well, I think the biggest thing I'm looking forward to now is Legion. Um, I cannot wait for this show. It's If you haven't seen it yet, it's going to come on FX. It follows David Holler, who's Charles Xavier's son, who has is a mutant and has multiple personalities. And the ads are fucking crazy. Oh, it's gonna, if you've never read X-Men Legacy that came out a few years ago by uh, – last name was Spurrier, I think. Simon Spurrier, yeah. yeah. it is it's an really good. excellent comic. Um, and it's not – you don't have to know really anything about X-Men to – to enjoy it. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to Legion. Yeah, I'm stoked about it. And I like that it's kind of an off-season show, too. Kind of like iZombie or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Which which is one that I, I, you know, we don't have anything to talk about now, but I, I absolutely love iZombie. Yeah. Yeah. That's been really good. You know, Preachers was excellent. I don't know. Yeah, Preacher was very good. It, dra- it dragged in the middle a little bit, but overall it was much better than I expected it to be. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think uh, most of the shows, I think except for maybe Flash, all the shows have taken a little step up this year from kind of a slump they were all in last year, except for Supergirl, because it was the first season. Um, well, Legends was the first season too, but it started off on slump. <laughs> yeah, they could only go up from that. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, awesome. Thanks for coming on and talking, man. And uh, we've got, unfortunately, we we had to record this before the mid-season finale of Legends. So maybe that'll be incredible and renew my faith in the show. <laughs> I uh, wouldn't I count on it. it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not counting on it, believe me. And uh, so in January, everything comes back, and we'll uh, sit back down and check it out again. Thanks a lot, man. Thank you. All right, now that that's all wrapped up, I will tell you guys this. Skype has been a horror for me for the past almost two months now every episode that i've done that wasn't a live recording you know that i've had to use skype for there have just been problems and and now that you've listened to the episode uh if you caught a little bit of the echo that was going on nothing i could do about it uh there are some pops and breaks in a couple of places that i found really weird because when we were recording when i was talking to ryan I, I didn't detect any issues at all, but then when I'm sitting here editing the episode, uh, the stuff kind of comes through, which is really disappointing because you've sat, you know, you've had your two hour conversation and, you know, you got to use it. There's nothing to be done about it because it's not unsalvageable and it's to the point where I, I didn't, I didn't want to mention it till after because you may not even really notice it in the final recording, but it's stuff that's there when I'm editing and it bugs me and, and Skype. Man, I'm, I'm over it. I'm over you, Skype. Had enough of your poop, your poop sense. All right, guys. It's almost the magical time of the year, Christmas and Hanukkah, rapidly approaching whatever other holiday you may celebrate this time of year, and I hope you do celebrate something. I hope you don't just sit somewhere like a lump, being miserable, 
and angry at the people who are celebrating because that's no fun. But regardless of what you're doing, go to needlessthingssite.com, click on the big old Amazon box, go to Amazon, buy some stuff, and we get a little kickback. It costs you nothing extra. And uh, just do something fun. Do something related. If you celebrate Christmas, listen to Christmas music, go look at lights. Even if you don't do Christmas, go look at lights. That's fun stuff, right? Who doesn't like that? All right, we'll be back next week. I love you guys. Thank you for listening to the Needless Things Podcast. You're the best. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, or in the ears of a Trader Vic's employee. And of course, it's at needlessthingssite.com. Love you. Mean it. Uh Uh-huh.